Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 35 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Veritaserum. A.K.A. Villain Splain. Villain gonna Villain Splain. Part two. Part two. New villain. Part two splain. and three. <laughs> Actually. More, different villain, more splaining. Pew, pew. <laughs> um, sorry. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us and use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Um, submit to Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. You can check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and the awesome stories that already inhabit our site. Yes, and submit your own, guys. Come on, we love to hear your stories. Um, When we were in London, we took this really great picture of Bayana doing some strange Bayana kneeling, praying pose in front of a thing that said, we want to hear your story. And um, that remains true. We want to hear your story. My book almost fell. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Consider becoming a Patronus. We're video recording the Wither Team episodes, and Patroni have access to those videos. If you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal account. Um, you can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org donate. And we have Wither Team merch, so head on over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery and sticker game. Um, step it up. Try to compete uh, as Bayano will challenge you to your sticker game. Um, see if you can get your stickers uh, comparable to hers. We got to get you to like take a picture of your laptop and tweet it out so they can try to compete. <laughs> yeah. So if you go to our website, you can. Uh, there's a little tab that says merch and it'll take you over and you can um, step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are found and where you listen to them. Just let people know. Be like, hey, this is cool. I like this. You should listen to it. Or, you know, it can be more than that. It can be less than that. If you don't like it, we're 95 episodes in, fam. Do something better with your life. This is like two hours of your life. You could be doing something else. Sometimes three. We're not, we're not that. Sometimes three. We're not that important. If you don't like it, like you can just take the time, love yourself. Go find, go find a podcast that you do like, or start your own, or whatever. But don't waste your time um, listening to something that you don't like. Subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, our wizard Bay Deborah says that we're gassing her up, but it's lit. The newsletter is so damn good, guys. It's so good. It's lit. The best decision that was ever made was when Deb said, hey, you seem overwhelmed. You want me to help you out with the newsletter for a month? And I was like, yes, please. And it's been like, what, four, five months <laughs> later? She's still doing it. She's still better than me. And it gets out on time. And like, if it doesn't, it's my fault. <laughs> Not hers. Um, but yeah, she shares new nerd news and links to what's been going on. You can subscribe if you go to blackgirlscreate.org. Also, if you want to give Deborah a break, like she so lovingly gave me a break, uh, you can email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com and in the subject line just say newsletter curation and we can set you up to curate for a week 
Um, you don't, there's no, uh, you say you're going to do one week and then all of a sudden you're like Deborah and it's been four months. Like that's not going to happen. Um, we hope we think maybe <laughs> as we wrap up book four, um, we are going to do a live tweet of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the movie. So we really, after this, we have two more chapters and then that's oh my it. God. So, um, we're going to watch the movie. I feel like and... we've been doing this for so long and yet also not that long it went by much Power faster than i expected true. it to like i remember um chamber of secrets towards like as we were getting closer to the end it felt like it was dragging like it just felt mm-hmm. like it was getting like it was like damn we are never gonna finish this book and this is we've gotten through 35 chapters when did we start this in like it's been like what i don't even know we were so young when, when we started it obama was still our president that's true. Is that true? That may September? not be true. I don't think that's true. No, that was. I'm pretty sure that was true. <laughs> oh wow! I feel like it was true. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how long ago it was, y'all. Um, so yeah, we're gonna watch the movie on Saturday, July 8th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, um, and you can use the hashtags Wizard Team and HPGOF. So that, you know, we're able to know what, you know, Wizard Team is used to everything, HPGOF is used to everything. Use them both, then we know you're watching the movie with us, and it's fun. And we get to, like, talk smack about Harry and the year no one got a haircut. And it'll be fun. And this is, this uh, live tweet happens a couple of days after Aminata's birthday, a couple of days before That's my true. birthday. I'm going to be as vague as possible, because um, I don't want y'all, whatever. My birthday's the next day. So do this for me. <laughs> do it for your favorite Wizard Team co-host, Aminata. Like, I know, join us. Five, this is going to be my birthday party. Oh my gosh, she's going to be five. It's weird. This is going to be so much. Oh, she's so long cry. now she was laying on my couch and her damn head was at the top and her damn feet were at the bottom and I was like I'm sorry what <laughs> and I say she's long because she's still tiny the, <laughs> she's no, she doesn't grow I t- out she I literally her, is like you just stretch her <laughs> and that's what happens yeah she just, you just I was like, you're a stick with a head and she goes, I'm not a stick with the head I was like you're just a stick with a head and, and limbs that's it <laughs> Stop it. She's baby Groot. She's um, teenage Groot. Baby Groot. Yes. That's why she loves my toy so much. Yeah. So anyway, join us for um, an Aminata Robin Jordan birthday special edition of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. What? Okay. <laughs> I haven't eaten at all. I was going to say. And I ran here. We don't want to make promises. Like, Ami is not old enough. It's her birthday, but she's not old enough to watch Goblet of Fire. She's barely old no. enough to watch Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> like I, I it was on um like a couple weeks ago. I was with my mom and my son and Ami, and um it came on, and I was like, "Well, you know, you see Potter, you watch Potter." And Ami's like, "I want to watch Teen Titans Go," and I was like, "Nah, we're gonna watch Sorcerer's Stone." And my mom's like, "Let her watch her show," and I'm like, "But it's the Sorcerer's Stone." And then we got like to the um, it, then the troll came, and she was like in it. Oh yeah. And she couldn't even watch the troll. It was just we're the just, lead up to the troll, the screaming troll in the dungeon. And yeah. then I was like, all right, cool. I got to close your eyes because I'm not trying to give you nightmares. You're going to be talking my mom's ear off and like never leaving her room. So can't watch the troll. After that, she was back in it. And then she didn't want to stop watching it. So it was nice. Mission accomplished. We're doing our job. But still, <laughs> she can't watch the troll. I love how so we can't as you're telling that, that story, I turned into, I literally turned into a Scooby-Doo villain. And I was like, <laughs> 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 yes 
oh you my. guys. But literally, she had barely gotten home, and I was holding her, telling her the story about a young orphaned boy wizard. So it is that deep for us. Um, <laughs> it's just like. And now, for wizard team news. Bum bum bum. Do do. Bum bum. I don't know why it sounded like that, but it's fine. Listen to Who Watch, our podcast after show of Doctor Who, wherever, what? Oh, found wherever you get your podcast. Use the hashtag Tarbis to follow along, time and relative billness in space. Um, That's co-hosted by me, myself, Bayana, and Cousin Connie. It's a podcast that Black Girls Create, an orphan black after show hosted by Brandon Jordan and Akira Davis. You can use the hashtag Cousin Black to talk about your feelings about the final season of the show. And what has become the consistent in Cousin Black, um, even though it's only the third episode, but the consistent, who's paying for the iPhones? Yeah. Help us find that. It's a question that that is answered. That's the only (laughs) thing that, like, there's so many questions I have about about, uh, Orphan Black. That's the only one I need to really know by the end of the season. If that's the one that I don't find out, I'm going to be sitting here (laughs) kind of upset. Yeah. Join our Game of Thrones live tweet every day at 5 p.m. Pacific time. On Monday, though, we will watch the Battle of the Bastards. I say we. We, as in Black Girls Create, as in our brand. You don't have to to go into your personal issues (laughs) with keeping your word. It's fine. Battle of the Bastards on Monday. If y'all really, like, weren't trying to do the full, like, live tweet, it's, you know, it's been, like, a month and a half. But y'all want to see... Jon Snow and Sansa Stark go ham, and Ramsay Snow finally meet his end, I feel like y'all should just join us, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Spoilers, but also... I mean, not really. Yeah, it's a rewatch. <laughs> this, is, this, is a re- this is a rewatch. <laughs> and the book. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a thing of the book, but yeah. Um, anyway, so hashtag MBGMD, which stands for More Black Girls, More Dragons, which is Bayana's... Um, Personal life, personal motto. mission statement. Shout out to Connie for uh, for that. Her vision, her vision of what her she wants her life to be like. Me, I like MBGMA more black girls, more avocados. But we I just also don't have appreciate anything that to tweet about with that. Besides the fact that avocados are lit, fight yeah. me, Amani, Portia, Deborah. Oh my God! Can, I'm sorry. Team, this has nothing to do with Harry Potter still or Game of Thrones, but it has to do with avocados. I, so I have every week, this is like, y'all have, y'all really don't need to know about like my work schedule, but every week I do a check-in with, um, like some of my coworkers and I, I like, it's a video chat because we're all around the country. I like join the video chat and there's avocado slander happening. And I just am like, what what did I walk into here? I wasn't. What is happening? What? Luckily, the other two people who were there were three people who were in there, um, and so the other two people were sitting there like, "Oh no, I don't trust you anymore." Like the person who was talking about they didn't like avocados. So I was like, "Great, at least somebody was handling it before I walked in because I was confused about what was happening with that opinion." Slash. Also, um, in other wizard team news, and this is news because it affects the team because we now have three new heroes. Um, did y'all hear that some co- like some workers stole like three thousand dollars worth of avocados <laughs> or three thousand pounds of avocados? Yep. Like 
that that came across my timeline, and I was someone had the brilliant tweet of like, "Oh, now millennials will be buying houses because of that like whole avocado thing." But also, I was like, "American heroes, look at you teaching me how to dream." They're gonna be the 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 avocado version of Robin Hood. That would be lit. Oh. I'm poor, y'all. Because apparently, you are now rich avocado people, rich. rich I am avocado are spending nineteen dollars on avocado toast, so they're like, "Nah, fam, here's a dollar, or like the regular <laughs> price for avocados, still from y'all, well, still from the rich." If you are in, if you're in Australia, which I think is where the nineteen dollar avocado toast dude lives, like maybe you're spending two dollars on avocados because shipping or whatever. Never nineteen. That'll make no sense. Are they? operating them to you i don't know that doesn't make no sense it is no okay back to harry potter there's one week until harry potter is 20 years old and harry potter and I'm, the philosopher's stone because well of this stupid thing called geoblocking and also no i don't think it's really geoblocking's fault but it's 20 in the uk but that still like means really it's 20 here. it's but 20. no it's 20 like you that's when harry potter was introduced <laughs> period it's 20 years since harry potter we don't need no two, 20 years since what? Who cares about Sorcerer's Stone? Harry Potter came out 20 years ago. Yeah. Boom. Roasted. That's Boom. what it is. So people are sharing their stories about finding Harry Potter and things, and they're using the hashtag Harry Potter 20. Um, if you are on Wizard Team, maybe you want to use the hashtag Harry Potter 20 and the hashtag Wizard Team. I know that really like cuts down on your character limit, but. Like, I want to show some team pride. So, yeah, if you're going to share your story, your Potterhead story, you can do that. You can also now buy Albus Potter and Scorpius Malfoy's wands. So, if that's a wand you were looking forward to, or if you just want to add to your collection, you can do that I have this, like, like this urge. Like, so there, you know, the guy from uh, P.T. Westmoreland, where he just was, like, laser focused on being immortal or i don't know because like dude's ten thousand years old I was gonna say, we only just met him so yeah but yes but i assume like obviously you have to be committed to right find immortality like that right or like i don't know any villain or no oh, voldemort there you go perfect villain <laughs> who is like just obsessed with with immortality i'm starting to get this like it's really small because it's it's i'm poor um but this, this small urge bordering on obsession to, like, collect all of the wands. Like, one wand to rule, to rule them all. But it's actually, like, all of the, all wands. the wands. I want all. All of the wands. And this is actually the fault of when we went to the studio tour and they had that, like, circle mm-hmm. display of all the wands. And they were, like, all laid out in a circle. And then everyone's name was underneath it. And I was like, I need that in my life. And now it's becoming the thing where I'm like, I need you to not, no more stories because I only have Luna's wand and Harry's, but I have like, only have I have the Fina, Harry right? wand that's like the light up one. No, because I was poor and then I stole money. I used my Seraphina no, money for copay because was... like. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought you meant that like you didn't use that money because I was like, it was supposed to be, okay, never mind. It was that's, so sweet and the person who gave me that money, I didn't get Serafina's wand, but I did get to go to my doctor that week. There's this like really like sad commercial. This is a tangent too and I know that I've, I'm late and I'm, it's late, but um, there's this like really sad commercial about against the um, healthcare bill that's passing and it's like this these parents 
one goes and he sells the truck, the dad goes and sells the truck, and then the mom goes and sells her um, wedding ring. Also, they can afford to, like, pay for their child's, like, cancer treatments, or she's, like, in the hospital or whatever. And I feel like that, except I have to go sell my Serafina wand. I had to sell my Serafina wand so I could get health care. What kind of world are we living in? Think about that. I don't want to live in a world. A muggle world. I had to sell my Serafina wand for health care. What kind of world is this? Muggles. But also, yeah, I really, 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 really want to collect all of the wands. It'll happen. I'm going to become that weird person that doesn't bathe. And it's like, in, I'm going to be on hoarders. But I'm going to have all the wands. I can't concentrate on anything else. That took a turn. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you're not taking showers? I'm not understanding. No, I'm a junkie. I'm a junkie. You know, junkies, they don't have time for showers. All their time goes to getting the next fix. Like, all my time is going to go to getting that next wand. I got Luna's wand. I need Sirius's wand. I need Serafina's wand. I don't even like, like, the idea of Albus Severus and Scorpius is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I don't even like to think about that shit. But guess what? Getting their wands, try me. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Gotta catch them all. Still not seeing where showers become excluded from that. Because I don't have time. Nope. It's fine. I don't have time to shower. Mm. Who has time to shower when you're busy getting wands? Like, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I can only think about you and, like, your whole, like, crusade against Harry in the Chamber of Secrets. And the fact like, that everyone Harry, is dead. Yeah, Literally like, none of this is happening you wouldn't even because let, you wouldn't everyone even died. Let, you would not let Harry poison? skate. You would not let Harry skate for not showering after fighting a basilisk. You're definitely not going to let me skate for not showering for <laughs> my wand. Just effect. to get a wand? Like, like no. 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 <laughs> We're going to stop you there. <laughs> We're not doing that. But yes, it, it, I, my, my doctor says that I don't have an addictive personality because I'm too scared of becoming an addict to like, that it's always, like, top of mind, but I think I might be addicted to one. And I don't have them, because I don't have any money. They're, like, 35 bucks a pop. That's not an addiction. That's just obsession. It's fine. <laughs> I'm a, I totally I support your obsession and your quest to get all of the wands. All of the wands. I totally support that. I just think that you should also be clean. That's all. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Thank you, fam. Mm-hmm. I care about I love you. you. I want what's best for you. I want you to reach all of your goals, but I also want you to shower. You know? Just both of those things. It's important. <laughs> um, we okay. do not have any magical birthdays this week. Uh, but Wait, I'm yes we sure. do. Yes we do. Yes we do. Do we? No, we don't. This comes out on Wednesday? Yes it does. Yes we do. Because Ooh. because um best friend Fiorella Green, her birthday is on Wednesday. Um, okay. Shout out on Wizard Team Wednesday or Tuesday, actually Tuesday, and then um, Muggle, but Magic adjacent, my mother, her birthday. That's true. Is on the <clears throat> on Saturday, June twenty fourth. Shout out, Mama, Mama. Is that right? Also. You did do it, right? And then on the twenty um, fifth, if we're shouting out all of them, it is, our auntie's it is birthday Kevin, was. Oh yeah, our auntie who actually birthday. listened to this podcast was her birthday on Sunday. Happy birthday, <laughs> auntie! 
Happy birthday, auntie. Happy birthday. Okay, but back to magical birthdays. This is basically the um, Wither Team family time. So my mother, magical, magical muggle, um, happy birthday, mama. That's on Saturday. Um, auntie's birthday was yesterday. Then our cousin, who's also a muggle, his birthday is on the 25th. What did I say? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. And then, how? oh, no, never mind. We're not going to celebrate that. We are, just I'm not just in that way. Sad. I just made myself real sad. We'll do it on Twitter. Sorry, All right, there to serum. Missy let's, let's get into the chapter. I still have so, my heart back because I lost my book in San Diego. Oh, God. <laughs> still? You still haven't gotten it back? <laughs> no, but also I realized that I still have my mom's debit card because I took it back with me. Left my book, took her debit card. My bad. Fraud. My bad, fam. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. Let's get away from the tangents and Robin telling yes. all her family's business and into Harry I'm Potter sorry. and Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Y'all know so much about um, us that you didn't need to know. I'm sorry. So previously on Wizard Team, Voldemort wrote a check that his butt couldn't cash. It's, and Oof. Harry got away. That's pretty much what happened. He's he villain slain for six pages. Six pages. And then still got lost. Still looked like the fool. No, and no, villain slain for six pages and then taunted dude for like seven of them and then lost. Like right. 13 pages of smack talk and lost. 13 like, of you, them. Dude. At one point, Harry fell asleep, woke up, and was like, oh, we still here. My bad. Well, he didn't really fall asleep. He passed out from pain. Still. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> he passed out from getting tortured. But you got the point. <laughs> he lost consciousness, woke up. Bro was still talking. Still losing. There to Serum is the chapter that we're on now. So Harry felt himself slam into the ground. His face was pressed into the grass. He had the portkey and Cedric with him. He felt as though he would slide away into the blackness gathering at the edge of his brain if he let go of either of them. Shock and exhaustion kept him on the ground, breathing in the smell of the grass, waiting, waiting for someone to do something, something to happen. And all the while, his scar burned dully on his forehead. Can we just bench Joe now? Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks. Of course, Uh, for sure. He felt as though he would slide away into the blackness gathering at the edges of his brain. Fuck you. Joe <laughs> heartbreaking ass words. Mm-hmm. How dare no you? No one asked for that. Madam. <sighs> a torrent of sound deafened and confused him. There were voices everywhere, footsteps and screams. He remained where he was. Then a pair of hands seized him roughly and turned him over. Harry. Harry. He opened his eyes and he saw Dumbledore crouched over him. He had come back to the edge of the maze. He could see the stands rising above him, the shapes of the people moving in them, the stars above. Harry let go of the cup, but he clutched Cedric to him even more tightly. Um, He's back, Harry whispered. He's back, Voldemort. So kind of skipping over the heartbreakingness of him clutching to Cedric more tightly. The fact that that's the first thing he says 
and he like makes sure like he sees Dumbledore and he's like that like that's the most important thing like you know what I mean he's he can barely like again like you said um like you read the second time like he he felt as though he was slide into the blackness gathering at the edges of his brain but like that's still the the main thing right like he's still like nah somebody needs to know Dumbledore needs to know that Voldemort's back yeah yeah I I think also it's really um Portia says that no one screams in the movie and it was so clear that Cedric was dead from I think Floor does but but only like after after a while yeah but the whole confusion of this and I also want to like point out and I don't think we you, you read it but Fudge comes is coming behind Dumbledore Oh, yeah. What's going on? What's happened? My God, Diggory. Dumbledore, he's dead, he whispered. Which, okay. His face looked white and repelled. No, sorry. Read the next paragraph, too. Sorry. So then the words are repeated. The shadowy figures pressing in on them gasp and those around him. And then others shouted it, screeched it into the night. He's dead. He's dead. Cedric Diggory, dead. So can I just talk about how Fudge fucked up there? Go for it. He's trying to confess okay sorry really like he's trying to control this narrative and like we'll see in a little bit how he tries to like change it but he's the one who spilled the beans like he didn't have to say it that loud right i mean he whispered it but there's so much going on there's so much activity and he obviously didn't whisper it like that softly because enough people heard it repeated it um i also think though the the shock of like something like this happening right it i'm not gonna blame anyone but like the insensitivity and this kind of like this it's human nature but this kind of not stopping to think like as many problems we have a myriad of problems with amos diggory like for him to hear this come throughout the crowd as opposed to like stopping and being and someone not screaming this Right, like, mm-hmm. just because you have the news, like, you should take a moment and figure out the best way. Like, you don't have all the information, you don't know anything, and so wherever Amos is in the crowd, he's gearing himself up to like cheer his son's victory. Right, um, and he hears third, fourth, fifth hand, Cedric's dead. Like, this whole thing too. This sets off. Harry's PTSD, Harry's mm-hmm. trauma. I mean, he's the last chapter, actually, and the last two chapters have really, like, solidified that trauma. But then this instant, like, being thrust into the spotlight immediately. Right. Like, he doesn't have any time. And no one stops to think, we don't have any information. We don't know what's happened. But we're going to cause this big commotion and not think about what that does to Cedric, family, and Harry. But I also think, like, I think that there's a lot of confusion, right? Because it wasn't supposed to be a port key. Like, I think that, like, in another situation, it would, I would definitely be like, nah, come on, fam. Like, you need to think about what you're doing. But I also think that, like, no one knows what's happening. And they're just, like, panicking. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just kind of human nature. And it's dumb. And, like, in this situation, doesn't help anything. But it's also, like, what people do in situations like this where no one is, no one knows what's happening. Something's very clearly wrong. People are, like, you see on Twitter all the time, people are so quick to share, like, false information, like, because there's panic and because they're, like, people want answers. So they're really quick to just share, to, like, put out something false and or just share it without actually, like, checking. You know what I mean? Because you're just, like, oh, like, you're, sometimes it's malicious, but sometimes it's just, like, you're, 
mostly it's just the confusion and wanting to know and grasping for answers. I'm not, and like I said, like I don't, I'm not, it's human, it's human, right? And I'm not blaming anyone. But these are the kind of ways, and I think it is important though to say that these are the kind of things that further add to the trauma. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like that, and it's not intentional at all. It's just, you've just, he's still, like right now Harry's still in shock. But then he he doesn't get time. He never gets time to like come through the shock to like have a normal grieving process. He's thrust immediately into what happened, what's going on, and people staring at him. Right. And so like that just kind of it's a whole nother level of just traumatic like a whole nother level of that like added on top and piled on top. And again. Um, why fifth year Harry makes so much sense? Not why, but still, he's still horrible. Um, but oh, he makes so, sense. Okay, never mind. I just I can't. Hey man, wait listen. I had the same. I had the same I'm idea. Able. I was at a. I was at a panel where people were like shitting on Cho Chang, and I was like, her boyfriend died. Yeah, she's a mess, but reasons, right? I still believe that with Harry reasons but he's still a mess i well like of course he's a mess you saw what just fucking happened in the last four chapters right you just spent this whole time talking about why he's a mess yep yep so i don't get why anyone's holding anything against him not holding it against him just stating the fact that he's annoying as hell i just i just not holding it against him understandable harry valid but also, mm-hmm. you're our main character. We got to go through the whole big ass book with you. Calm the fuck. That's up. not his fault. No, not your fault. But I don't want to be around you. Wow. Awkward. Um, wow. So okay, so Harry let go of him. He heard Fudge's Fudge's voice say. Uh, then Dumbledore's face, which is still blurred and misty, came and, and misted came closer. Harry, you can't help him now. It's over. Let go. Whew, let go. This is just... Um, he wanted me to bring him back, Harry muttered. It seemed important to explain this. He wanted me to bring him back to his parents. That's right, Harry. Just let go now. Dumbledore bent down and with an extraordinary strength for a man so old and thin, raised Harry from the ground and set him on his feet. Harry swayed. His head was pounding. The crowd around them jostled, biting to get closer. What's happened? What's wrong with him? Diggory's dead. He'll need to go to the hospital ring, Fudge was saying loudly. He's ill. He's injured. Dumbledore, Diggory's parents, they're here. They're in the stands. I'm sorry, Fudge. Um, First of all, this is when his. You're the one who said he was dead, and you're the one who had that spread around the crowd. Don't go back talking about he's ill and he's injured. No, that's not yeah. the case. Like, don't lie. Like, I, that right. doesn't help. Also, like, so you're trying to spare his parents, but, like, what is the false hope of, oh, he's not dead, he's ill, he's injured? And then he, they that still going to walk up and he's going to be dead. Like, we dead. Right. Also, I'll take Harry Dumbledore. I'll take him. No, I would prefer Dumbledore. Amos Diggory's running. He's coming over. Don't you think you should tell him before he sees Harry, stay here. This is when Barty Crouch Jr. betrays himself. Mm-hmm. I would. Oh, it totally is. And I also think, like, 
Yeah, it's totally. And I also think, you know, Dumbledore gets distracted, right? Because Amos Diggory and his, mm-hmm. uh, and his wife, they're coming up. Um, and like Fudge Things is doing happening. the most. Also, and like Dumbledore is like, I'm the only reasonable, reasonable adult here in the moment. And so now I have to like figure out what the, what like need to take care of Harry, need to take care of the Diggories, need to get Fudge the fuck out of here. And Barty <laughs> Crouching, your sidles up and is like, and I'll Voldemort's take care back. Of you, Harry. And Voldemort's right. back. Um, He's the only one who knows that because Harry actually knows how to whisper. Um, <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> But also, I think it's interesting to think about all the stuff that Barty Crouch Jr. has gotten away with this year. And the reason why is because he's been, like, telling the truth um, in his life. And he's never crossed... He's done exactly what Dumbledore has asked of him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's done it for nefarious and wrong-headed reasons, but he's never not obeyed a Dumbledore order and then and this moment but also think about what Barty Crouch Jr. is going through homeboy lands Diggory's dead but this motherfucker's still standing like I'm sorry what he's like what is going on here what is I do you know what I have done all year do you know how much how much of Mad-Eye Moody's DNA I have imbibed do you know how much hair I've drank this drink year? a lot of hair and toenails. Do you understand the things that I have ingested? Hmm. And this motherfucker's still here? He's still alive? I'm sorry, what? So, yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, it's all right, son. I've got you. Come on, hospital wing. Dumbledore said stay, said Harry thickly. So, like, again, this is just kind of reminding me of the point where he where he tells Dumbledore about Voldemort um, in the same moment where, like, I think, like, at this, like, he's going through a lot right now and his brain is, like, freaking out. But, you know, the, the fact that he uses, he's still using Dumbledore as, like, a thing to hold on to and, like, that's where his trust is and that's... Go sit on the bed. Sorry. How dare it's, you. Like, that's the one person who he's like, I know I can count on in this moment. And so he's like, I'm telling him that Voldemort's back. He told me to stay. That's what I'm doing. Like, I can't think of anything else. But Dumbledore said I should stay right here. You know what I mean? Like, that. I do want to say, though, that I don't think that Harry was telling Dumbledore that Voldemort was back. Someone grabbed him. It was very, like, I think it was it was great and lucky that it was Dumbledore like, I don't think that he recognized Dumbledore's face when he just, like, he someone came and he knew no matter what happens, I need to let I need to let you know that Voldemort is back. So we're lucky that it was Dumbledore. No, but it I'm could sure. have been whoever the first person was. But that but everything else that you're saying, I totally agree with. Like Dumbledore said, stay that I need to stay. I need to like I'm trusting him 100 percent to guide me in the right manner. So. And see, for me, and obviously we'll never know this because that's not, it's not what happened and Dumbledore was the first person he saw, mm-hmm. but my head, like, I'm thinking that he lands, he opens his eyes and he sees someone else and he says, I need to see Dumbledore. Like, that just seems, in my head, that seems like the logical, like, yeah. that seems like what he would do is be like, where is Dumbledore at? Not Voldemort. Because he's, it's not like he's saying it to everyone. He didn't say it loudly. He did, He was like... He said it, like, specifically to him, you know what I mean? 
versus like if it was mm-hmm. anyone saying it specifically to a person like what he says it to who fucking Colin Creevy what's Colin Creevy gonna do nothing right. <laughs> he's gonna freak out taking right. pictures and let everybody know you know what I mean so in my head and like obviously again this is like a headcanon in my head like if that wasn't Dumbledore that would be the first person he was looking for oh definitely I, I totally agree with that I totally agree with that. And I think that everything else that you said, but I do think like the way that she writes it, he says it was important that he said this. Like it was important that he, like he's not really there mentally, right? He's still, mm-hmm. he's still in shock, but he knew enough to like, it was important to say and to, and to be serious and intentional. Voldemort is back. And we just, we got really lucky that it was Dumbledore. Um, and he would have made a point once he came to, to go to Dumbledore. But yeah, I, th- I want to check into the chat room for two things. Shout out to Elle, our newest Patroni, who has joined the chat room. But she's already benched. She can't sit with us. She's talking about... And she said, I hope I don't get jumped on, but watch me jump on her. That Sirius was also mostly trash in book five. So, he, But talking about book five Harry... I just wanted to. I'm sorry. I just would like to say that I think that we throw around the word trash too much in the year of our Lord 2017. I think that, (laughs) like, yeah, Harry is annoying and he has a lot of angst and sometimes he's tripping. But that doesn't make him like trash implies to me that you're a terrible person for no reason. Right. Or you're like a bigot. But Harry has a reason. No, he, she was calling serious trash, but also both of them have reasons t- to being I just, problematic. I just, right. Problematic yeah. is fine. I don't annoying, think that, and I, I, you know, yes. I'd be a little salty, but okay, fine. He's annoying. Fine. But trash? Um, that seems extreme. Portia says this, and this is what I really wanted to get to. I just wanted to shade L for shading serious because I will not stand for serious slander. <laughs> see it, I call it out. How dare you? You can't sit with us. But um, Portia says, Dumbledore must have suspected something for Crouch taking Harry away to be the tell. And she thinks that he was getting, he was using that magical eye way too much and too freely. Like he was new to it. And um, Amani throws in some Dumbledore trade as he's wont to do. But I do think that that is an interesting thing to think about, that it was that wasn't the moment that Dumbledore suspected something was off with Moody, but it was the moment that confirmed it. Like, we don't mm-hmm. know what it was, but, I, and I think, as we'll get to it, I think Dumbledore pretty much says, like, I knew you weren't Moody when you didn't listen to me. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't suspicious beforehand. People are sticking up for Elle and saying that she can sit with us, sit with us but she can't. We'll not stand for serious slander. And now they're talking about using recyclables instead of trash. Yes. I think that there should be, let's talk about this too and let's move on. But in the terms (laughs) of like linguistics and as we talk about people, Sirius and Harry, recyclables, fudge, trash, Snape, compost, so trash that you can. But I, but I think that compost makes it so trash is trash is trash. Yeah, because I was like, compost is useful. Like, it's trash, but it still helps you. But it also is, like, what helps things grow, and it's, like, good for your soil, and, like, your... You know what I mean? Snape's not good for nothing. Snape's not good for a garden. What? Right. So what is the... He's a trash 
barge. Like you just burn it. Like, ship it out like to trash, the ocean. There's like a dumpster. Then there's like a dumpster fire. Sewage. Good job. That thank you, Portia. Sewage. That's thank what it you, is. Portia. <laughs> you need to lie thank down. You. Come on now. Someone larger and stronger than he was was half pulling, half carrying him through the frightened crowd. Um, Harry heard people gasping, screaming, and shouting as the man supporting him pushed a path through through them, taking him, sorry, back to the castle. Across the lawn, past the lake and the Durmstrang ship, Harry heard nothing but the heavy breathing of the man helping him walk. What happened, Harry? Um, And Harry realizes it's Mad-Eye Moody. Cup was a port key. Took me and Cedric to a graveyard, and Voldemort was there. Lord Voldemort. The Dark Lord was there. What happened then? This is a Tell, clue, right? Told on yourself. You just told on yourself. Dark Lord. Only only Dark Wizards use the Dark Lord as a term. Killed Cedric. They killed Cedric. And then made a potion, got his body back. The Dark Lord got his body back. He's returned. And the Death Eaters came, and then we dueled. You dueled with the Dark Lord got away you're just asking questions that like literally he's saying but fine whatever got away my wand did something funny i saw my mom and dad they came out of his wand in here harry in here and sit down you'll be all right now drink this there was a cup being pushed into his hands drink it you'll feel better come on harry i need to know exactly what happened this is and i just thought about this this is a very interesting parallel um to remus lupin and chocolate I was just thinking that too. Oh my God. High five. Cause I was about to wait for you to stop to be like, this is very <laughs> reminiscent of what was I saying? Uh, Remus chocolate. Remus and chocolate. Yes. Sorry. Um, uh, let me just close this window. <laughs> Hot and bothered. Um, when Remus sits down and tries to get, like, this is not even after, not, this is bef- before Harry is asking him to help uh, combat the Dementors, but, like, when he sits down the first time that he encounters the Dementor on the mm-hmm. train and talks about, like, what that feels like and things, Harry is still deep in emotion, right? And he's trying to, like, He's trying to verbalize what he's feeling and Remus is giving him something to help him verbalize that. And this is like the same, but for nefarious reasons. Um, Also, I think we talked about Harry in the last book or was it? Chamber of Secrets, where something unlocks in Harry after he's like, give me my wand, Tom. But then something unlocks in him, and he's like, he's constantly, he's, I mean, he's not constantly vigilant. But he's he's, still he's vigilant. sometimes vigilant. He's sometimes vigilant, right? But he's very aware vigilant. of, like, his, his, his sense of, I'm in immediate danger is very high, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. get caught kind of slipping, um, even at, like, the way, like, what happened at the graveyard, right? He's still, like, disoriented it's a port key oh my god but like he is pretty quick on his feet um he is in shock trying to explain to who he thinks is a teacher who has been on his side and helping him out all year but he still clocks wait why is that door right locking that door why are you tipping this drink into you know what I mean? like he right. still starts why did you take me from things. dumbledore in the first place right. like right he's on high alert um mm-hmm. Um, as much as he can be with like yeah yeah so moody helped tip the stuff down harry's throat 
He coughed and a peppery taste burned in his uh, a peppery taste burning in his throat. Uh, Moody's office came into sharper focus, and so did Moody himself. He looked as white as Fudge had looked, and both eyes were fixed unblinkingly upon Harry's face. So I'm pretty sure this is the uh, pepper up potion that Madame Pomfrey yeah. used on for flu back in Chamber of Secrets. Fun fact. Yes. Can be used for the common cold and trauma. Um, trauma. Yep. <laughs> it's good to know. Um, I need that pepper up potion, do you think it's cheaper than my antidepressants? Do you think I can probably. get it with a recurring? Okay. Oh no, I said probably. Oh, I thought I you wasn't said stopping you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm just saying because I gotta go to the doctor. So like, not only is it the cost of the copay and then the cost of the prescription, but then I gotta go back to the doctor to get another prescription. If I go to the doctor to get it, to re-up my prescription, then I gotta pay that copay too. It's like the double whammy. But if mm-hmm. I can just make my own pepper up potion, I need this. I need this in my life. Yep. It's just like a good quick fix, you know what I'm saying? Just get you in the focus. Get that sniffle out, the little I need little clouds. One flask of pepper up potion. For like the you know, for the basic clouds, the... like the ones that are like real like just a damper on your day. Mm-hmm. But they can like get just move those out the way. I got time for that today. See, I need like a, a thing a with good... like the pepper up potion and then the um the one that like helps you focus and be a little smarter. What was that one? You know that one's about? illegal. So the wit sharpening potion. Yeah, the wit sharpening potion. <laughs> illegal? That seems dumb. Well, at least it is for um. It might not be in general. I think it just is for exams. Deborah says pepper up potion equals crack or Adderall. I think pepper up potion is equivalent to Xanax, and then um. The wit sharpening potion is Adderall. <laughs> okay. Voldemort's back, Harry. You're sure he's back? How did he do it? So again, he wants to explain, since he didn't get to be there, he's like, I need the full story. Where were you standing? Where was Voldemort? What was the lighting like? Was the moon high in the sky? Like, what what was happening? This is when your girl... Was there ambiance? You- what was, was there background music? Right. This is when your girl tells you that they they finally got with the guy that they've been crushing on for a year. And you're like, okay, hold on. Let me get the popcorn. Let me make the tea. (laughs) Let's get comfy. I need Mm -hmm. every detail. Literally all of them. How did this go down? Break out the nail polish. Um, He took stuff from his father's grave and from Wormtail and me, said Harry. Um, His head felt clearer. Sorry, his head felt clearer. His scar wasn't hurting so bad. Um, he could now see Moody's face distinctly, even though the office was dark. He could still hear screaming and shouting from the distant Quidditch field. What did the Dark Lord take, for, take, mm, take from you, said Moody. Blood, said Harry, raising his arm. Moody let out his breath in a long, low hiss. And the Death Eaters, they returned? Yes, said Harry, loads of them. How did he treat them, said Moody quietly. Did he forgive them? Which is a red flag. mad Moody doesn't give a fuck about that. Right? You don't care about how Voldemort tra- treated Death Eaters for what? But also, like, how do you know that the Death Eaters returned? Right? Like, that's a leap. I think I think <laughs> Harry might have said. No, no, no. Possibly. He says no. No, no, no. Says, earlier, um, or maybe not. Oh, yeah. He did say it. He mentioned oh, it when okay. they were walking up the stairs. Yeah. But also, I just think like. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. He did mention it, but the way he says it to me is very it's, leading. Oh, it totally is. Because he like knows the order. You know what I mean? 
Oh, so you can take your blood and then the Death Eaters return? Explain mm-hmm. that. How do you treat them? Did we get anyone kiss? Did he mention yeah. you? Yeah. Um, did, did, he, did he mention me? Right. What he <laughs> did he mention me? <laughs> How was his voice when he said it? Did he let them know? But Harry had suddenly remembered he should have told Dumbledore, should have said it straight away. There's a Death Eater at Hogwarts. There's a Death Eater here. They put my name in the Goblet of Fire. They made sure I was going to go... Sorry, they made sure I got through to the end. Harry tried to get up, but Moody pushed him back down. I know who the Death Eater is. Abort mission. Leave. Run away. Like. Dip. Like. I don't know. You can't operate in Hogwarts, but find a way. Get out of there. If you gotta leave an ear behind, that's fine. Just dip. Just leave. This part, though. This part right here, which I just, I'm so mad I can't remember when I first read this book, but I'm sure innocent Robin was innocent and didn't even get it. Um, Harry tried to get up, but Moody pushed him back down. Like, what is going on? Dude. It's the most, like, it's so confusing and, like, frustrating and, like, you know... When you're reading it the first time, or pretty much any other time when you're not doing a podcast and have to read um, back to back, you're going at a normal at a normal pace, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like this, all this stuff is happening back to back, right? Harry is obviously going through a lot, and everything is like really weird and jarring, and like happening really quickly, and he's dealing with all this stuff at the same time. But so are we, right? Right, and so like. Coming, like, he's right. pushing him back down. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, why? what? Huh? Like, I'm stressed. I'm stressed, fam. Right? I need a nap. Poor right? Harry. Because I am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> what if Harry was like, you know what? You know what, Mad-Eye? Can we just I'm going to let out? you finish. <laughs> I, need to I just need though. to lay down for a second. You can get back to, to revealing yourself to me after. Can I just... <laughs> 30 minute power nap. A pause. Harry's not giving, I mean, he is giving up this information, right? But like, he's not, he doesn't, if, if Moody wasn't asking him and peppering him with questions, he would be quietly just kind of catatonic, you know, like not catatonic, but like he wouldn't be offering up all of this information, right? Like Mm -hmm. the one thing about Harry that we've known since we first met him is he holds things in. Um, which is another problem with fifth year Harry, but he, and you know don't ask questions has been beaten into him. Maybe that's why and I identify with him so much. Sorry, let's move on. It just it clicked <laughs> in my head, just, and yeah. it's fine. Um, we'll get there. Well, yes, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so he's his instinct is not to go through this moment by moment and relive and rehash this, especially after it just happened, and right. so the the like halting stilting ways in which he's answering this, especially before he took the potion and it was like not even full sentences. Um, it goes to show you like how much one, how much he trusts Moody in a way, because mm-hmm. um, if this was Snape, he would, he would not be complying like this, but two also how much he's been through and how, how fragile he is right now. That, like, he's just, like, you, he's just, try, like, answering the questions, kind of going through the motions in a way, and, and seems very removed from, from this. 
Mm-hmm. It's very totally. out of his character. Karkaroff, said Harry wildly. Where is he? Have you got him? Is he locked up? Karkaroff, said Moody with an odd laugh. Karkaroff fled tonight when he felt the dark mark burn upon his arm. He betrayed too many faithful supporters of the Dark Lord to wish... Sorry, to wish to meet them. Um, and I, But I doubt he will get far. The Dark Lord has ways of tracking his enemies. Karkaroff danger. He Cut. ran away? Cut! But then he didn't put my name in the goblet? No, said Moody. No, he didn't. It was I who did that. Harry heard but didn't believe. No, you didn't. You didn't do that. You can't have done. And I just want to real quick go into the chat uh, with Toya's like, I was completely confused the first time I read this. Um, had to read it again for it to fully sink in that Moody was not Moody, which is like exactly what Harry's doing. He's like, Sorry, what? what are you lying no. for, fam? Try again. Why? No. That's false. Like, what you make yeah. stuff up for? Um, Amani adds that Harry is tired, sad, and hangry. And so even for his usual non-Ravenclaw self, he gets it. And I, right now, am... I mean, I'm always sad. I'm not, like, particularly sad, but I'm tired and hangry. And I've just told you my entire life. And Portia says that uh, she doesn't think he's had enough time to process to be sad. Yeah, I don't think so either. Which just makes it worse. Everyone's on the feelings bench today. That's just... By default. Everyone. We're all there. But this so, is also uh, this I, part right here, which to go back to, he's, he has a process. Because Harry, Moody gives an odd laugh when he's talking about Cargrove. He says, he betrayed too many faithful supporters of the Dark Lord to wish to meet them. But I doubt he will get far. The Dark Lord has a ways of tracking his enemies. Like, the way in which that sentence, or those that phrase is conveyed, is like, if you weren't Jumping out the nearest window before. Please. <laughs> find the nearest exit. Leave Harry. Walk, don't run, but get the fuck out. You in danger, get girl. Out. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, get out. So also the fact that he reveals himself to Harry is like, one, I suppose, because like, he, he half succeeded, right? Or like, really, he succeeded. He, he, yeah, he did it was part. Voldemort who failed. He did everything he was supposed to do. He got Harry to Voldemort, Voldemort's back to life, all that. He succeeded. Um, and so at this point, it's kind of like, well, what do I have to lose, right? Dark Lord's here. If I kill you, I'm good. Like, I can reveal myself to you, and that's fine. Nobody else has to know. I'm out. Like, kill you, and I'm out. He, he has resigned himself. Like, when he took the job, there was a very large possibility that he could die, right? Like, he is not... Mm-hmm. He is not doing anything for self-preservation at this time like especially because his only the only reason why he you know he met his goal right so he did his job but when you take a job like that it's like it's i'm a nerd it reminds me of rogue one right like you you got to get in but you know that you're probably not getting out right and you know you know that um, and so I think at this point, when, as soon as Harry comes back from that port key breathing, he's like, well, you know what? I wasn't expecting to like leave here alive anyway. So I might as well get right. all this in. Right. And you know, he's still the faithful supporter. So like, mm-hmm. even if he dies, like that doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
Um, so, so Harry says, no, you didn't. How was Crouch Jr. Oh. delusional enough to think that he'd kill Harry and escape Hogwarts alive? And I just don't think he was that delusional. I think he just wanted to kill Harry and then know that his his ultimate, like, he would just be happy knowing that he saved the Dark, or did the Dark Lord a favor and the Dark Lord would recognize him as such. Because that's the big thing right here, too, is, like, how did he Right, treat, about the recognition. Yeah, how did he treat the Death Eaters that, um betrayed him or um how did he talk about his faithful supporters you know Mm -hmm. so harry says no you didn't you didn't do that you can't have done i assure you i did um also this is just an opportune moment you got you got a captive audience the door's locked time to tell your story villain's blame you know what i mean villain's blame a prime moment it's it's time it is ripe um moody drew out his wand to god though Sorry. Go Sorry. ahead. I swear to God. I don't know what they're reading in the wizarding world. We already know that their access to television and popular culture is very much limited. But I swear to you, I've watched and read so many stories. I'm not even talking about just sci-fi, right? Like, every story. Like, epic, sweeping, like, historical dramas. Um, romances. Anything that you can get your hands on. If I am the villain, or at least think that there's a possibility that I could be the villain, I'm not telling you my plan. I'm not doing it. I'm killing you. I'm getting the fuck out. I mean, it's to the like, point where, like, like it's such lesson. a trope that it's to the point where, like, now some shows are, like, end up becoming meta, and they're like, haha, like, I'm going to tell you my whole plan or some shit. Yeah. Because it's so to the point where, like, that's always what happens. Like, just tell right. me what's going on, fam, so I could... Like, that's one of my favorite things about Doctor Who, actually, is the doctor always walks up to the to the alien or the bad guy and is like, what are you doing? What's going on? Why are you doing this? Tell me everything. <laughs> right. But then there's also something, like, very truthful in the fact that you want to... You want your brilliance recognized or what you think is brilliance recognized. And also, you want to tell your... Like, everyone wants to tell... Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Um, but at the same time that you said like there are those tropes of like oh you I'm not going to tell you my plan there like or how it's gotten meta there are also I've seen like things where they're like oh you think I'm going to explain it all to you Um, but I'm so sure and certain of my victory that I am going to explain it all to you even though I know that this is dumb or this is like a mutual might as well like I got some time on the on you know the timer's (laughs) still running I got about 30 minutes the before the bomb goes off. to this rule. I'm going to just let you know. Yeah. I'm going to just let you know what's up first. So, um, okay. Moody pulled his wand out on Harry, and Harry is looking at him like it was a bad joke. It had to be. Harry is like, I have been through, like, this? Now? Right, right. now? That's the other thing, right? It's like, <laughs> again, back to the fact that Harry is not fucking like trash right you get he all that in the damn graveyard all that in the graveyard not to mention all the shit he just went through in the maze right and with the blast ended screw and the giant spider (laughs) like we just we don't even have to go to the whole year and all the shit he had to deal with let's just start with the blast ended screw (laughs) like that seems like, like a vacation to Harry at this point. He's like, oh, right? remember that blast and it screwed. I Good times. Bring Good times. <laughs> but we started with that. We started when with screwed. Went to a giant spider, <laughs> then ended up in a graveyard, saw your homie die, 
got some blood magic all up in the potion and now your arch nemesis is alive again. Then you had to do all that motherfucker. Then you saw your parents come out the wand and then your homeboy just tells you to bring your body back to his parents and then you think you've escaped all that. You're like, fine, I'm back at Hogwarts. It's cool. Can I just like take a moment to myself? And this motherfucker out here talking about it was I who did all this to you. No. Um, no. Deborah just said the realest thing that we have ever, that has ever been said in the chat room. She said, Harry is that Mr. Krabs meme. And if that ain't the yes. truth. Yes. He's that's just literally. Like, he's like, what is happening right now? And why me? <laughs> I like, just, I just got I just out of this want... damn thing. I thought I was safe. And this girl out here pointing a wand at me. I thought we were cool. I thought he was my teacher. I thought he cared about me. I'm, we've been through a lot. Like, <laughs> it's just it's a lot it really is so moody says he forgave them then the death eaters who went free the ones who escaped azkaban what said harry i asked you said moody quietly whether he forgave the scum who never even went to look for him those treacherous cowards who wouldn't even brave azkaban for him the faithless worthless worthless bits of filth who were brave enough to cavort in masks at the Quidditch World Cup, but fled at the sight of the dark mark when I fired it into the sky. You fired? What are you talking about? I told you, Harry. I told you. If there's one thing I hate more than any other, it's a Death Eater who walked free. They turned their backs on my master when he needed them most. I expected him to punish them. I expected him to torture them. Tell me he hurt them, Harry. Moody's face suddenly lit with an insane smile. Tell me he told them that I, I alone remained faithful prepared to risk everything to deliver you to him, the one thing he wanted above, above all, you. Um, so I, there's two say, things I want to say. Okay. Oh, yeah. you can go first. I, Barty Crouch is lost it. Just completely come undone, yet still has Moody's face. So none of this shit makes That's, sense. Yep, that was what I was going to say. Like, right? He he's saying totally all of this. Off his, he's confessing. He's taking off but he, but he hasn't changed, right? So Harry's really sitting right. there like, dude, Mad-Eye Moody? Like, the R, the fame, like, not on top of the fact that this has been the teacher who's been helping him out this whole year, right? But also, like, right. dude is a legend. Like, right. the R, who's caught, he's put all these death ears in jail. He's literally, like, lost pieces of himself pieces in the fight body. against dark Dumbledore, magic. The, the other and, thing, like, too, is, like, Dumbledore vouches for this dude. Dumbledore trusts him. Like, he full, like, he's a death eater? Right, like he fooled Albus Dumbledore like that though, like for real, for real. But like, like that, not even... like, exactly. That's not because that's not a year. If you're fooling Dumbledore, like, and you're if he's Mad Eye Moody, like actually, that's like forty right. years, fifty. Right. But it's How also like it's not, like, and, and it's like it's not like you fooled him the way that, or you know, because there are things about Dumbledore where even with Tom Riddle, um, he wasn't fooled by him, but he had hope. Right, he was like, "I'm not giving up on you yet." There's, you're not, you're not lost yet, right? But, um, and even like the way, like to a certain extent, how he treats Snape, like he's got full faith in Snape's ability to do this one thing, but like he still doesn't trust Snape enough to like teach Defense Against the Dark Arts, right? Like he's like, eh, I don't know about that, right? <laughs> but like, if this is Mad Eye Moody, like you got his full faith and trust. Like, homeboy is co-signing loans for you. Like, what? <laughs> you messing up his credit score like this, though? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, 
still has Moody's face. Like he is, he is full on Barty Crouch right now. It's it's super because that's the other thing that confuses you, right? Like even like us as reading it, because like technically we don't know if Barty Crouch Jr. That hasn't been revealed right. yet. So we're just sitting here like, what what is going on? The wizarding the entire wizarding world is a lie. It's it's the Jaden Smith meme. That's what right. this is. <laughs> Went from Mr. Krabs to Jaden Smith. Um, also, I kind of want to point out like the like tell me he told them that I I alone remained faithful. Um, yeah. prepare to risk prepared to risk everything to deliver him the one thing he wanted above all like it's this worship that he has and that a lot of them have um of Voldemort and like they need to be his favorite and it's never like tell like it's never like they want him to just be like hey good job they want him to be like no you alone you you singular you only you are the the one like you're my and it's such an interesting thing especially like wanting that from someone in hamilton it is that whole thing like it is aaron burr being permission to speak my case you know what i mean but but yeah but i think it's a little bit different right because aaron burr and like hamilton they weren't like worshiping washington as far as like we know right like i think it's 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 deeper than that and i think especially like wanting to curry and i don't even think it's favor like it's more than that um, from someone it's, who it's, it's doesn't feel love and is like so quick to like cast people aside um, and torture them to punish them and like kill people because they annoy him. Like someone who like does not feel deep connection with someone right. and then to want to like have that connection with them to prove that badly that they're doing that everything. Yeah, it's deep. See, I was thinking about creepy. it more in terms of the competition of Death Eater to Death Eater. Like, it's not, Mm -hmm. like, part of it is, like, yes, like, really wanting to be Voldemort's guy. But to me, it it reads also, like, separate from Voldemort. Like, oh, Lucius, you think you bad? You think you sacrificed? You don't know what I've done. You know what I mean? Like, it's even, like, separate from him. It's more of a a one-upper of who's the best Death Eater. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is tied to Voldemort and how they feel about him and being his most faithful servant but to also to be the most faithful servant you need to prove that others are not as faithful and at some point it it is not just about your service to Voldemort but it's also comparing yourself against the others and being better right. than them mm-hmm. so but yeah it's, it's also I mean, either way Voldemort did a number on them. Like, I get... I mean, I don't get it, obviously, because I'm not a bigot. But the idea of, like, following your belief... Like, Voldemort is a cult leader, basically, is ba- is what I'm trying to say. Right? Because there's a difference between, like, following Belizeans. your beliefs and, like, doing terrible things because you believe that they're, like, right or whatever. And doing terrible things because you believe they're right, but then also because this person told you and you want to please this person above all else. Like... Those are two different things and also like very similar and to have them both together is what makes it like more dangerous. I feel like, and I don't know if that made sense. Well, because your belief in the thing, right? Your belief in blood status, your belief in blood purity, there's still something that says, I believe in this above all, but there are limits to what I can, or how much change I can affect on my own. Mm -hmm. It's like, I believe it's, you know, like I believe in healthcare for all, 
But, and I will, you know, write my congressman, I will call, I will do those things. But there's only so much that I can do. And so when that, the system is still in place, I don't feel like a complete failure. But then tying it to the person as well, then it's like, okay, now there's no limit to what I, I, there's no, there's nothing where I'm like, okay, I've done all that I can. Right? Like. Mm-hmm. then you're willing to die suicide right. bomb whatever to like further the cause and it's just scary and terrifying basically that's the gist of it <laughs> okay oh you didn't it it can't be you who put your name in the goblet of fire under the name of a different school i did who frightened off every person i thought might try to hurt you or prevent you from winning the tournament i did who nudged Hadrick into showing you the dragons i did who helped you see the only way you could beat the dragon? I did. Um, I'm sorry. Also, this is the part Reading where it Bernie, out loud is kind of funny. <laughs> this is the part where Bridie Couch Jr., no matter what, um, gets my respect. And um, in the chat, they say Bridie Couch's long game is almost as impressive as Dumbledore's. Almost. But, well, because Dumbledore, half of that reason is because Dumbledore never told you one his entire plan. Right. So right, but this part and it's it it, it it gets better and better, especially now that like I know it's I know it's Barty Crouch Jr. I know like mm-hmm. he's like boy, you're so stupid. Do you know how hard it has been? Like, do you know how much I've had to do to get you to this point? And then he goes in like it hasn't been easy, Harry, guiding you through these tasks without arousing suspicion. I have had to use every ounce of cunning I possess so that my <laughs> hand would not be detected. And your success. Dumbledore would have been very suspicious if you had managed everything too easily. As long as you got into the maze, preferably with a decent head start, then I knew I would have a chance of getting rid of the other champions and and leaving your way clear. But I also had to contend with your stupidity. (laughs) He's like, boy, I had to do all of this stuff. And to top it off, which was impressive. Like, I had to do all of that. And that is goddamn impressive. And I want my props. But on top of that, when I got here, I didn't realize how goddamn dumb you would be. <laughs> like, it was already a hard feat. And then I was like, oh, but this motherfucker? I had to explain the broom. I had to put the broom in your hand. I basically mm-hmm. said, fly, motherfucker, fly. Fly! <laughs> how do I get... How do Sorry, I do? it's really funny. What's my strength? And then he said he's probably sitting there like after he had to tell Harry like how to <laughs> defeat the dragon or whatever. He's like once Harry left, he's probably like really Voldemort. He probably wrote a letter like Master, right. I know, and I like I love you, and I appreciate you, and I really want to do everything you want. But him, really? This is the <laughs> This is the chosen one. This is the chosen one. This is the. You know what happened? He, actually, he's is he probably gasped. This is actually what happened. Barty Crouch Jr. gasped Voldemort so much that he was like, oh, this dumbass right. like, can only even know how to get a broom. Let me tell you <laughs> my plan. Let me spend seven seven uh, pages telling you how much how like how much you ate shit and how great wow. I am. Let me let me just walk around crip walking on you right now, because I know you don't. <laughs> I got the letters. I've been talking to my most faithful mm-hmm. servant. You ain't got the range. I know. <laughs> And then he was like, oh, but wait. Oh, fuck. Oops. Oh, fuck. I miscalculated. And then Barty <laughs> Crouch was like. That's exactly what it was. But Master, I told you he was dumb as fuck. 
<laughs> How'd you let this happen? You do like how did this? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Um. <laughs> um, it the second task that. that was when I was most afraid we would fail I was keeping watch on you Potter I knew you hadn't worked out the egg's clue so I had to give you another hint you didn't Harry said Cedric gave me the clue who told Cedric to open it underwater I did I trusted that he would pass the information on to you decent people are so sorry really quickly him these uh, these answering his own questions like he did it for the first paragraph and then he like did it again <laughs> like he's yeah. just like who did this me who did this? I did that. Like, he's just, like, gassing himself up, and it's really funny. <laughs> okay. So he said, who told Cedric to open it underwater? I did. I trusted he would pass the information on to you. Decent people are so easy to manipulate, Potter. I was sure Cedric would want to repay you for telling I, him I, about the dragons, and he and so he did. And even then, Potter, even then you seemed likely to fail. I was watching all the time, all those hours in the library. Didn't you realize that the book you needed was in your dormitory all along? I planted it there early on. I gave it to, long, to the Longbottom boy. Don't you remember? Magical water plants of the Mediterranean. It would have told you all you needed to know about Gillyweed. I expected you to ask everyone and anyone you could for help. Longbottom would have told you in an instant, but you did not. You did not. You have a streak of pride and independence that might have ruined all, which is not a lie. Not a lie. So two That things. is the true so, statement um, you said in this entire book. I know that we already put Joe on the fillings bench, but Joe, I need you to stand up. Please stand up. Okay, sit back down. <laughs> sit back down. Decent people are so easy to manipulate, Potter. Like, talk about blaming the victim. Mm-hmm. It's Cedric's fault that he died because he's too mm-hmm. decent. He's too much of a good guy. Yep. Which is also why, obviously, once he was embarrassed in... He's such a decent guy that once he was embarrassed in the tournament, he turned into a death He eater. turned into a death eater. Whatever. Yep. Um, that, that is completely realistic. But also, this part where he says, um, I expected you to ask everyone and anyone you could for help. And he takes that as pride and independence. And yes, that is true. There is That is a part of it. But also, I want to go back to you. Don't ask questions. That's true. Like yep, You're right. It, he doesn't know Harry very well. And he doesn't know... Not only Harry does... Yes, that Harry is prideful and independent but he's been kind of bred that way because he he was always punished for asking questions Mm -hmm. and then on top of that by this point book four people who he has asked for help nothing good has come of that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. the people who have helped him have not it's not fared well for them so and I don't think it's pride so much as it's this weird um or not it's not weird but this like self-sacrificing Part of Harry. He doesn't want anyone to die for him. He doesn't want anyone to hurt for him. So he keeps everything close to the best. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. Wait for it. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> um, so what could I do? Feed you information from another innocent source. You told me at the Yule Ball a house elf called Dobby had given you a Christmas present. I called the elf into the staff room to collect some robes for cleaning. I staged a loud conversation with Professor McGonagall about the hostages who had been taken and whether Potter would think to use gillyweed. And your little elf friend ran straight to Snape's office and then hurried to find you. Um, Moody's wand was still pointing directly at Harry's heart over his shoulder. Um, Foggy shapes were moving in the faux glass on the wall. 
You were so long in that lake, Potter, I thought you had drowned. But luckily, Dumbledore took your idiocy for nobility and marked you high for it. I breathed again. You had an easier time of it than you should have in that maze tonight, of course. I was patrolling around it, able to see through the outer hedges, able to curse many obstacles out of your way. I stunned Flor Delacour as she passed. I put the Imperius curse on Crumb so that he would finish Diggory and leave your path to the cup clear. Um, Harry stared at Moody. He just, just didn't get how this could be. Dumbledore's friend, the famous Auror, the one who had, taught, who had caught so many Death Eaters, it made no sense. No sense at all. The foggy shapes in the faux glass were sharpening, had become more distinct. Harry could see the outlines of three people over Moody's shoulder, moving closer and closer, but Moody wasn't watching them. His magical eye was upon Harry. The Dark Lord, Dark Lord didn't manage to kill you, Potter, and he so wanted to. Imagine how he will reward me when he finds I have done it for him. I gave you to him, the thing he needed above all to regenerate, and then I killed you for, for him. I will be honored beyond all Death Eaters. I will be his dearest, his closest supporter, closer than a son. Which is like, what are you doing with your face? Regenerate! Oh, yes. I was trying to Once you skip look over up, that. It was like, because how long do I keep the smile on? Once I finished the sentence, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I read that and I thought that and then I was like, I don't want to associate that with Voldemort. Nope. True. Also, but the, again, the, closer than a son is like very specific. Because he's searching for a father figure. Yeah. He got daddy issues. father figure. I will oh, be the one who loves it. You don't even know the words. <laughs> what is happening here? I know, but you don't know the words. I do know the words, but I don't know. I can't sing like George Michael, so I just was like, I'll just. Mm. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, Um, like, I I also point out, like, what, um, what Amani just said, like, Voldemort would be mad if Barty made him look bad by killing Harry. Like, Voldemort can't kill Harry because his supporter can. I'll be pillar of salt. I'll be salty if I was Voldemort. He's already a pillar of salt at this point. Right. Yo, his blood pressure. He's, Harry got away. Well, what is thought? What happens? Like I was gonna be like he turned into glass. That's sand. Um, yeah, what, what is salt? Thing? There's so much salt. Does you become a crystal? I don't know. So much salt, dude. Dude, he's yeah, just yeah. hardened. Yeah, you're overly yeah. hardened. Just a pill- he's, yeah. Just it's unfortunate. A um, uh, the Dark Lord and I <laughs> of, of salt. <laughs> um, um, but also, the Dark I Lord. Go back to the, uh, before you get back into, it, I want to talk mm-hmm. about the faux glass, and he's so yes. intent on telling his story and villains planning his way to the Promised Land that Harry is seeing um, <laughs> Dumbledore come to his rescue, and he's trying to keep quiet, and um, he's not paying attention. Uh, the other thing, though, is that Harry sees this faux glass and this instrument against dark magic or whatever. Um, meanwhile, his sneakoscope is sitting in a dirty ass sock, bottom of his thing. Yeah, it is. I would just think. Just, I would just think that after la- I mean, we already know after last year he still doesn't. But after this year. I would think you'd just kind of keep that on your desk. Just, you know. So, I've been watching... Table, bring it with you everywhere. Everywhere. New professor. Hey, hi, Umbridge. 
don't mind that on my desk. It's just there to detect if there's like something going on with these damn teachers because right. Can't trust the adults at Hogwarts. Every year, new mo mo defense against the dark arts teachers have a problem. Mo data, mo problems. Um, I so <laughs> obviously I'm watching a lot of Star Trek, and there um, I'm in the part of Deep Space Nine where there's a Dominion War, and they have these things called changelings, which is basically like human apologies potion. And at one point, I was like, y'all haven't instituted the very simple Harry Potter, tell me something, spe- like, answer this question that only you know, you could know. Mm-hmm. Y'all haven't instituted that by now. And uh, we were talking about this. I was like, Harry, you haven't instituted the very simple Harry Potter, tell me, answer the question only you would know. After this? After Mad-Eye? Well, after Mad-Eye, we got it. Secret password, like codes that gonna change. We got keywords. And no, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think what. Yeah, I was trying to think what happened in. I mean, in, you know, we'll be there in like a month. Problem. Yeah, like four weeks. What happens when they come and pick him up from the Dursleys? Right. And I think he doesn't ask a question. I think he's suspicious until he sees Remus, which is like yes, but also you gotta ask him a question. But also <laughs> Remus, like Mad Eye. Looked like Mad Eye, but wasn't Mad Eye, which is what I'm saying with the like. Well, they probably do it with the order before that, right? But like, then we don't see it because they're the kids and they're trying to like shield them from it. We got it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like. But yes, that is a good the, My personal security system, like, I've made people give me their social security numbers when they wanted to borrow my Harry Potter books. I don't know what I was gonna do with it. It just felt like it was a like oh it was a significant amount of information, and I could I don't mess. With, I felt like a serious thing. That, I, I don't yeah. know. And if, I don't if Seems you didn't reasonable. return my book, I don't know how have knowing your social security number was gonna help me. It just felt like a serious enough threat to let you know that I was constantly vigilant, and I just feel like after this, I wouldn't trust nobody. Like I would be. The people with, like, the foil on their head, like, the CIA is listening in, the NSA is, like, peeking, like, you, just, Harry, I need you to, I would have went straight to Diagon Alley, Nocturne Allen, like, give me all the instruments. Give me everything. Mm-hmm. Give me that math. Take this eye out, replace it with one of the magical eyes, because I'm not playing with you fools no more. <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Yeah. This is not a game. He got so, all that money in the vault. All that money. Missed opportunities. Um, the Dark Lord and I, said Moody, which sounds like a romance novel, so there's that. Um, band name. Have much in common. Uh, have much in common. Both of us, for instance, had very disappointing fathers. Very disappointing indeed. Both of us suffered the indignity, Harry, of being named after those fathers. And both of us had the pleasure, the very great pleasure, of killing our fathers to ensure the rise of the Dark Order. You're mad, Harry said. You're mad. Mad am I, said Moody. Well, dude, like, I mean. Also, is this, the, is this how we got the you mad, bro? Is this the first, <laughs> is this the, this, the first you mad, bro, in history? Probably. Um, we'll see. We'll see who's mad now that the Dark Lord has returned with me at his side. He is back, Harry Potter. You did not conquer him, and now I conquer you. Harry. Why are you, Wait, using, why are you calling him Harry Potter? Hold like, on. For what? 
Wait. You've been calling her. You got the fluke patronus. She got to go. She got to go to the bench. Like, you just got here. She said, Harry operates from a point of privilege that he kind of doesn't have. Like, he's still assuming that nobody is specifically targeting him. That all of this is coincidence, which makes no sense. Harry and I mean, that's actually true. It's totally that's, true. That's true. I, but the, it's like one of those things that I, like, up until this book, I mean, we've been saying this. Like, for, I think after this, I think after this, he kind of, uh, I mean, he's still not constantly vigilant. That's, like, never a thing that he is. <laughs> but up to this point, like, sorry, those are the two things that Harry can't do. Occlumency and stay vigilant at all times. Um, so basically I think that his I think that Harry like until Voldemort becomes like a real person and like until he sees him like for real like can't really conceptualize that the danger if that makes sense like he he's he's heard all this stuff about all the terrible things that have happened he's seen the memory back when he was a baby and before he was born right but like it's still not like a real thing and so because it's it wasn't like a real thing to him he just in his head he was like oh it's like it's like when you are um and really you meaning me when it's like hey if you eat well and if you work out then you know you'll be healthy or like you know don't ignore that pain in your in your knee maybe (laughs) maybe you'll check that out until it becomes a real thing and you're like oh like work out and then when you hurt yourself it doesn't take as long to recover. <laughs> but you wouldn't know that until you hurt yourself because that's the concrete thing and you're like, oh shit, now it's a real thing. But like we've talked about this earlier in the same book when Hermione was like, yo, this is probably a trap. And Harry was like, or you, you should be, you shouldn't be playing Quidditch. You should be studying. You should be getting prepared mm-hmm. for the, I got loads of time. Ain't nobody trying to hurt me. Bitch, why is you a tournament champion? Because somebody is trying to hurt you. Who would be after me? Um, Is your name Harry Potter? What have we been doing these past four years? Like, why, why are we even here? And it's just by year four, yes, he's young, he's dumb, he's only 14. But by year four, like, do you not sense this pattern? Do you yeah. not? I mean, I totally, because I, I will drag Harry for not being, like, for not... We, I mean, we just we got done doing that like three chapters ago. Yeah. We always do. It's like, dude, pay attention. What are you doing? But also, I do understand. Like, it's a very human thing to ignore the stuff that like you don't want like, to. If I don't, if I, yeah. if I, if I ignore the pain in my knee, that means it's not real. Yep. Yes. Like, when absolutely. Actually, in actuality, I still what you should do. stand by that. I still stand by that. Um, that doctrine. I don't at all. I stand by like with stress. That's what I do that's with a, stress. That's such my, a black like, woman thing. Well, that's a black person. Like the last like, my daddy two weeks have been horrible for me. The last, Literally the last two weeks have been like terrible for me, but I've been like, whatever. If I don't say I'm stressed, if I'm like, <laughs> if I ignore the fact that I'm like, my brain is scattered and I'm panicking, then I'm fine. It's cool. I mean, whatever. I obviously like, I, I'm a little bit different because it's not, I'm not actively ignoring it. I just literally am so out of touch with my own body. Like I'm, I'm seriously going to be one of those, like, I didn't know I was pregnant people, where I'm just like, I didn't know, man, <laughs> things were being weird. I just, I didn't, I didn't even, I don't know. But, like, yeah, I, yesterday, we talked. You were like, hey, you edit this one, I edit this one. And I was like, bet, you right, 
What did I do? I went home, edited the wrong podcast, woke up at three in the morning, was like, uh. And thank God my, like, subconscious brain was like, girl, you fucked up. But it waited until three in the morning. And then I was like, you know what? I think I might be stressed. I think I might be a little scatterbrained. I think I need to take a minute. But I'm not, like, actively. I just literally don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel until I feel it. Boom. Until it, like, punches me in the face. But I would like to think, and we, I mean, I say this. Meanwhile, I think we've talked about how every, I'm a woman, every month something happens to me. And every month I'm like, I think I'm dehydrated. I just don't feel right. (laughs) My lower back hurts. Actually, same. No, I I don't know what that is. I think, I I mean, I don't know if anyone. (laughs) It's denial. I'm sorry. That might just be, maybe it's just the two of us, but I feel like that's a thing that everyone goes through because I literally will have the worst attitude and on sites, little shit that like really makes no, like it's like not a big deal. And I'll be like, why am I so pressed? Like for what reason? Like my, my like regular brain is like, wow, chill out. What is wrong with you? Or like I'm exhausted and I can't like stay awake. And I'm like, why are you so tired? You've been sleeping eight hour nights. You're fine. Like you Head hurting. Drink point, some water. This, this 31 years that I have been on God's dude. When I, Dude. when my brain says, maybe I'm dehydrated, something would slap me and be like, bitch, you say this every month. You know what's coming. You have an app yes. on your phone that will, that is yep. saying, hey, hey, guess what? This is what's happening. And I'm still like, mm, mm. I wonder. Curious. I literally will not know until I get that notification, to be honest. And then I I'm like, know. it's I really what it is. I get the notification. And I For forget. me, I get the notification, and then it clicks in my head. And then I'm like, oh, that's why I've been like this the past week. <laughs> I'm um, like, I get the right. notification, ignore it, and then wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, <laughs> okay, it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. <laughs> 31 years on, wow. on Earth. 31. Uh, 15 years of going you know, through this. It's, and I started late. Yeah. 15 years of this. Yeah, because I was going to say it's... Okay, it hasn't been 15 years for me. Has it been? It might 13. be. Okay. I started so I was like... Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, only... Okay, never mind. I was We're getting, folk. We're getting wait. back into... Listen, if I'm hungry, I'm just going to tell you all of my life stories. All of it. All of it. Okay, so... But, like, where are we? I don't even remember. Moody raises his wand and opens his mouth. Harry plunged his own hand into his robes. Which, you know, at least he was thinking that he wasn't like, I'm just going to stay there. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, I'm going to die like he did with Voldemort. He was like, nah, fam, you ain't going to get me. Well, I think um, he's like, Voldemort ain't got me. You think you going to get me? I don't think right. it was actually like that because he's still in shock. But I don't think just, so like, either. He's still on but it's still. I think we can say that that's what he was thinking, though, and make it feel better. His, his, his animal brain was just like, huh? But his subconscious is like, bitch, you know who I just beat off? I just fought off? I'm Harry Potter. I'm Harry motherfucking Potter. <laughs> you can't touch me. Say something. Um, stupefied, there was a, a blinding flash of red light. And with a great splintering and crashing, the door of Moody's office was blasted apart. Um, Harry, still staring at the place where Moody's face had been, saw Albus Dumbledore, Professor Snape, and Professor McGonagall looking back at him out of the faux glass. 
He looked around and saw the three... Excuse me. The three of them standing in the doorway, Dumbledore in his front, his wand outstretched. Can we just... At that moment, moment, Harry fully understood... Oh. Okay. I Sorry. I just... And Harry's about to say it too, but Dumbledore just got a guy through a door. Like, he yep. was like, oh, you... What? He, he, he was literally like, I am a sonic screwdriver. I don't do wood. Like, that does... That <laughs> It might as well not be here. That means nothing to me. He did stupefy bro through the door. I didn't even peep that, to be honest. Like, he stunned bro through the door, through though. Through a door. That's true. Didn't even see him. Mm-mm. But he did, though, because he's Dumbledore. He just knew. He knew. Like, Harry stood up. Like, if I was Harry, he's like, but you weren't going to open the door and make sure you didn't get me? He's like, either way. He knew. But if, I mean, either way, it's still good. If he stunned... Harry, it might hurt Harry a little bit. But Either way, he stunned the motherfucker through the door. Right. Because couldn't nobody else do that? Through the door. Blasted the door apart. Yeah. <laughs> it still stunned that, him, though. Like, it didn't It, it didn't just did, blast the door. Like, mm, it... Blasted dude. the door and then still got where he needed to go. The, the curse, Kanye West, that door, was like, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but... Like, and then Harry says, which is like, at that moment, Harry fully understood for the first time why people said Dumbledore was the only wizard Voldemort had ever feared. He's talking about it because of the, the, like, expression on Dumbledore's face. But in reality, he fully understood because he was like, but bitch, you just got through a door. Like, he, he, dude, he stunned you through a locked door. You thought locked doors don't hold Dumbledore. Dumbledeezy? No. It's a suggestion. No. Exactly. That he decided to ignore. Dumbledore is the greatest of all time. <laughs> greatest ever did it. Um, he stepped into the office, placed a foot underneath M- Moody's unconscious body, and kicked him over onto his back. Savage! So that his face was visible. Snape followed him, looking into the faux glass, where his own face was still visible, glaring into the room. Professor McGonagall went straight to Harry, because she, too... Is the goat? Um, I mean, the both of them together. Come along, Can we just she talk whispered. about the fact that why is Snape there? Um, the <laughs> but di- it's fine. If, it's fine. I don't want to go there. Thinking about like how great the Golden State Warriors are right now, I'm gonna even pull out like the the Lakers in the '80s and '90s. All of them against just Dumbledore and McGonagall. Like the dynasty, the number of trophies the Dumbledore and McGonagall got, like. They are the Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they're not even together. But they just are. <laughs> they are the, the Michelle and Barack Obama. They are just the two. They are just a force. Mm-hmm. Just. Yep. Like, they need to go on tour. I would follow them. When their single drops, I'm there. No, no marketing needed. They just drop a single at midnight. I got you. Yep. Have my money. Mhm. Absolutely. Um, come along, Potter. She whispered. The thin line, her thin mm, words, the thin line of her mouth was twitching as though she was about to cry. Come along, hospital wing. No, said Dumbledore sharply. Dumbledore, he ought to look at him. He's been through enough tonight. He will stay Minerva because he needs to understand. 
Understanding is the first step to acceptance, and only with acceptance can there be recovery. He needs to know who has put him through the ordeal he has suffered tonight and why. Can I just say um, one thing? Um, I had the vision of uh, the second Michael Gambone's Dumbledore in his like slippers kicking Moody over right now. And just being savage. Like. I also. Just. Yeah, I mean, I also appreciate the, like, both Dumbledore and McGonagall care a lot about Harry. um, And they're. And, like, they disagree in this moment, but. But, like, they're coming from the same place. You know what I mean? Like, Dumbledore isn't, isn't asking Harry to stay because, like, of his own nefarious whatever. It's because, like, Harry has to understand what's going on. Like, he can't leave and then be like, I, what? <laughs> like, he still has no idea what's happening. He's worried um, about, so, they're both worried about Harry's emotional well-being, and McGonagall is coming at it from a place of, like, he needs to be comforted right now, but Dumbledore, who has also been through trauma, is like, no, you can't push it aside, and the quicker he gets to mm-hmm. under, like, the quicker he understands the easier his recovery will be whereas McGonagall's like he doesn't need to go through anything else tonight you know right and it's mm-hmm. too sad it's it like you said they're both coming they're both looking out for his emotional well-being they just have different ideas about how to do that mm-hmm. moody harry said how could it have been moody this is not Alistair moody plot twist Boop-boop. omg who is it you have never known Alistair moody the real Moody would have not removed you from my sight after what happened tonight. The moment he took you, I knew, and I followed. This is the part where, um, um, what, were you say? what Portia said earlier about Dumbledore, there had to have been something. Moody not listening to Dumbledore just kind of confirmed that suspicion. Um, I don't know how, I mean, you know, Dumbledore got with something. What is that? Surpasses all understanding. Um, <laughs> but not to, like, do you t- um, not to deify Dumbledore as I deify Dumbledore, but... I mean, you know. He didn't hear, or I think he didn't hear Moody's villain explaining, right? But he was just like, that's not him. No. That's not this dude. No, yeah, I think he just was like, that's not him. Right. I think he was like... Legilimens is good, but is it spanning a Quidditch field good? I don't know. I don't think so. He's no. like, this um, I think he was like something's up. I just I just expressly told Mad Eye to leave him here, and then he took him. Also, There's something up. Amani is just in deep in Dumbledore feels like all caps. Amani right now. Can we just celebrate him being the greatest right? of all time? Sometimes we, he just he he just cursed Bruh through a closed and locked through door. a door. Can you give him this? Let's talk about. Well, maybe if Mc, maybe McGee would get that if Dumbledore ever told anyone about his plan or told Harry but this about isn't the prophecy about- instead of hiding it for no damn reason. Like, okay, all of that might be true. But it has. It, I don't think it has to do with this right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's definitely true. And he just he, he cursed that motherfucker through the door through the through a closed and locked door. He cursed that motherfucker through a closed and locked door. Can we just give him that? Portia has a request that the plot twist gets a record, a record scratch in post-production. So I'll say it again, and then you can add it. That is not Alistair Moody. You have never known Alistair Moody. The real Moody would have not removed you from my sight after what had happened tonight. The moment he took you, I knew, and I followed. Um, Dumbledore bent down. He pulled out Moody's hip flask and a set of keys on a ring. 
um, from his robe, from Moody's robe, sorry. Then he turned to Professor McGonagall and Snape. Um, I really love this moment. Just want to preface that before I say, before I read it. Um, Severus, please fetch me the strongest truth potion you possess and then go down to the kitchens and bring up the house of called Winky. Minerva, kindly go down to Hagrid's house where you will find a large black dog sitting in a pumpkin patch. Take the dog up to my office, tell him I will be with him shortly, then come back here. If either Snape or McGonagall found these instructions peculiar, they hid their confusion, both turned at once and left the office. I love (laughs) that little section very much for a couple reasons. One, serious, obviously. Two, even in like the most like serious and terrifying and like confusing situation, Dumbledore has a way of making everything sound super like weird and magical still. He's like, hey McGonagall, there's a dog in the in the in Hagrid's yard. Go tell him I'll be with him shortly. McGonagall's just like, all right, the show. I got you, fam. No, that's not even what she said. She said, cool, I got you. I'm gonna go get that dog. I'm gonna tell him that you're gonna be with him shortly. Like like I just love that so much. Like in all the like terribleness of this chapter. They hid their confusion. The thing is that they probably found it peculiar, but they weren't confused. But it's Dumbledore. They've been through it enough. They're like, like it's right. Dumbledore. Of course. Of course. Cool. I mean, whatever. Fam. Like, I'll go tell that dog <laughs> what you want me to tell him. And I'm, if you want to explain it to me at some point, I'm sure you will if you therefore deem. But either way, you got your reasons. I get it. Right. I've been here. Like, Snape's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go grab the house elf. Get my there to see I'll be back. Be right back. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do love that. Um, okay. I also just need us to take a moment. And Portia just said this too. Dumbledore having Sirius on campus for the final task. That's sweet. I don't even think it was... Like, Sirius was like, listen. Listen. <laughs> I will that run cave, up on the Quidditch pitch if you don't let me on the ground. That cave or whatever. I will reveal cute. myself in front of everyone on this, in Hogwarts. But my godson. If you don't let me see my grants, my godson. My godson is going through this <laughs> third task. Like, ain't shit. I, listen, Dumbledore. I kept my distance in the first task. I did what you told me to do in the second task. I kept cool. but not, and, and it was fine. But this is the last chance. My godson... And, and bitch, I bet you, you you better don't. You better not have even thought about it. <laughs> and so Dumbledore was like, okay, serious. Okay, this is what we're going to do. You have to be a dog. You got to stay at Hagrid's. You'll be close enough. If anything goes down, you'll hear it. You can come. You can wreck shop. Now, you bet you better not have don't. You better, I bet you, I bet you <laughs> can tell me. To my godson. I bet you, I bet, he well, said, I, I'm you a, I will run up in the maze. <laughs> I don't even think Sirius was speaking, was speaking sentences like that, Bayana. Like, I like that you think he was even that, like, coherent. I bet you, I bet you, you bet not. And I said it, and I be it, and I do it. Listen. That's so funny. I don't think it was sweet. I think that was Dumbledore's, like, okay, okay, this, okay, okay, okay. All okay, right, fam. Okay. Cool. Here's what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where we are. <laughs> oh, okay. Dumbledore. Office. Yeah, Dumbledore went to the trunk with seven locks. The first key in the lock and opened it. It contained a mass of spell books. 
He closed it again and put in the second key in the second lock, and the spell books vanished, and this time contained an assortment of broken sneakoscopes, some parchment and quills, and what looked like a silvery invisibility cloak. Harry watched astounded as Dumbledore placed the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth keys in their respective locks, reopening the trunk, and each time revealing different contents. I would like this this trunk. I would also just delivered like, to my house to ASAP. The seventh key after the first no, minute, no, the because this is an amazing magical thing, and I would like it in my apartment uh, yes. now. Yes, for like all of that. I need to go to but... Wizarding IKEA, and I need them to show me where I could find and purchase this trunk, and they can deliver it to my house. You, you can't, just, and we're good. You can't just get your uh, put it on your magic carpet, and you know, it's a nice family. Magic carpets are um, banned, remember? Uh, but you know, it's a nice family alternative yeah, whatever no because they're banned. banned they're illegal whatever live your best life no veritaserium is highly restricted and regulated <laughs> magic carpets are banned okay but I, what i'm saying is in this particular instance with all the ish going down you do the first one no the second one no can we just go to the seventh one why would he do what are we doing here go seven well, he doesn't go know Dumbledore doesn't know which one he's know, in, so I he has to try every single one. Just skip to the end. Anyway, Can you tell how like the difference I, between me and Bayana too, because like I'll be we be watching something, I'll be on Wikipedia, like okay, this is what happened. Skip to the end. We just had this conversation on who watched, and you were mad at Doctor Who for being Doctor Who. I really was, <laughs> and I was confused. Um, so then he placed the seventh key in the lock, threw open the lid, and Harry let out a cry of amazement. He was looking down into a kind of pit, an underground room, and lying on the floor some ten feet below, apparently fast asleep, thin and starved in appearance, was the real Mad-Eye Moody. Um, Mac voice. The real Mad-Eye Moody. Sorry. (laughs) I just, I appreciate Mac. Okay. His wooden leg was gone. The socket that should have held the magical eye, um, looked empty beneath its lid, and chunks of grizzled hair were missing. Uh, Harry stared, thunderstruck, between the sleeping Moody in the trunk and the unconscious Moody lying on the floor of his office. Dumbledore climbed into the trunk, lowered himself, and fell lightly onto the floor beside the sleeping Moody. He bent over him, stunned, controlled by the Imperius curse, very weak. Of course they would need, have needed to keep him alive. Harry, throw down the imposter's cloak. He's freezing. Madame Pomfrey will need to see him, but he seems in no immediate danger. Can I just Harry say did one as he thing? was told. Oh, uh-huh. Is that pit, like, is the trunk just a portal dimension, temporal space, whatever, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension? I assumed it was uh, um, a whole undetectable extension charm. But it's Earth, <laughs> right? I, I assumed it was an undetectable extension charm, like, within the seventh box, or the seventh, yeah, because it's a, it's a room, right? Which oh, you can okay. like put in. Maybe I'm bigger on the. I, th- I was thinking it's bigger on the inside. And I felt like no, that might have been a room too. I don't know why I thought he was like sleeping on like dirt. Okay. No, yeah, I think he was in a room. Um. So Harry did as he was told. Dumbledore covered Moody um, with the cloak and then came out of the trunk again. Um, and then he opened the flask, unscrewed it, and turned it over. Over a thick, gluttonous liquid splattered onto the office floor. Polyjuice Potion Harry, you see the simplicity of it, the brilliance, for Moody never does drink except from his hip flask. He is well known for it. 
The imposter needed, of course, to keep the real Moody close by so that he could continue making the potion. You see his hair. The imposter has been cutting it off all year. See where it is uneven? But I think in the excitement of tonight, our fake Moody might have forgotten to take it as frequently as he should have. On the hour, every hour, we shall see. Which is convenient, but also, whatever, we're at the end of the book. Mm -hmm. We gotta figure out what's going on. We need the reveal. Fine. (laughs) He forgot to take the potion. Fine. So Dumbledore pulled out the chair at the desk and sat down. Harry and and he and Harry both stared at the unconscious Moody. Minutes passed in silence. Then before Harry's very eyes, the face of the man on the floor began to change. His scars were disappearing. The skin was becoming smooth. The mangled nose became whole and started to shrink. Um, he's, yeah, he's changing. And Harry saw a man lying before him, pale skinned, slightly freckled with a mop of fair hair. He knew who he was. He had seen him in Dumbledore's Pensieve, had watched him being led away from the court by the Dementors trying to convince Mr. Crouch that he was innocent, but he was lined around his eyes now and looked much older. Um, there were hurried footsteps. Snape returned with Winky at his, e- at his heels. McGonagall was right behind them. Crouch, Snape said, stopping dead in the doorway. Barty Crouch. Good heavens, said Professor McGonagall. <laughs> um, filthy, disheveled, Winky peered around Snape's legs. Her mouth opened wide and she let out a piercing shrink. Master Barty, Master Barty, what is you doing here? She flung herself forward on to the young man's chest. You has killed him. He was killed him. You has killed Master's son. He is simply Which stunned, is, Winky, said Dumbledore. We, Step aside, please. Can we stop? Um, yeah, go ahead. Winky is rolled on. Like, talk about. A, she is like, what is he here? You kill my, you kill, you kill Master's son? Square up. Like, she didn't even, like, why are you not still confused? How is he here? What is going on? How long has he been here? But it was just like, Matt, you killed him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I don't know. We've talked about this already. She's definitely loyal. That's Chris Brown was not talking about her. Um, but and we've talked about it, so I only want to mention it. But the fact that like now she's pretty much just like being used, or she has been used as a plot device versus like there's still no commentary on house elves and slavery and whatever. I just want to point it out. We all know. I think what's this important to point, like I said, we had a bonus episode about it, but we gonna point it out at every turn because it needs to be. It's important. Yeah. Oh my so God. Amani, handed, sit down. Uh, Why? Everyone is benched. Let's pack it up and go home. Mani said, like many enslaved women, she was responsible for raising master's children. She had an obvious, she has an obvious attachment, which I say, sir, sit. Feelings bench. Keanu, go. Literally, Amani's going to, um, like, you know how he photoshops people with Keanu? He's just going to photoshop literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs> on that picture everyone's on the bench you get a bench you get a bench Amani if you don't if you post a photoshop and your ass is not on the bench right next to Keanu if you're not sitting on his lap I'm calling fake news calling fake news what you're calling what does that even mean okay anyway um 
So Snape handed uh, Dumbledore the Veritas serum with which he had threatened Harry in class. Aren't you glad you didn't use that on some petty shit, Snape? Mm. Mm. You know? So he could use it for some stuff that really matters. Mm. Would you look at that? Could you imagine Dumbledore being like, this is the strongest truth push and you got Snape. What's going on here? He's, well, sir, I um, had some Veritas serum that I, uh, I used it. Uh, what you use the strong stuff for? Well, uh, Dude, it's really funny. <laughs> Just thinking about... Someone was stealing my, po- my potion ingredients, and obviously now I can tell that it was probably Barney Crouch Jr., but at, at the time, sir, um, all of the... Uh, this is awkward, sir, but... Um, I slipped the Veritas serum into Harry's pumpkin juice because I thought he was filling my... What? You did what? For what? Call HR. Back yeah. up the thing. Time to go. Portia asks, uh, how did Dumbledore know it was Crouch Jr. before the Porsche, before the potion wore off? And I don't think he did. He's been calling him the imposter the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Dumbledore knew. I just He just knew it wasn't well, Moody. He, did he didn't know who it was. So I think he kind of had an idea. Oh, that's true. Um, I well, saying, I do think that there's like a tie-in. I've been saying this forever. Because it has Voldemort, to do with... I mean, Voldemort. Ooh, I'm sorry. Ooh, that's rude. Uh, Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore just very much trusts his, his intuition. He's not 100% sure. He is the Olivia Pope of the wizarding world. Pre-Fitz, though, because Fitz fucked up her gut and, like, it's useless now. <laughs> but the original Olivia Pope, OG Olivia Pope, that's Y'all, who Dumbledore is. If that is not a word for life, don't let a Fitz fuck up your, pre- your, your, your gut, your moneymaker. Like, Olivia got put on with that gut, and then she just let Fitz fuck it all up? That's not right. And he never earned her. No. And she just let him fuck up her whole bit. Mm. (laughs) That's actually a double entendre, and that's hilarious. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Let's let's keep going. I'm going to go ahead and act like I didn't say that. Yeah, we're at the Veritas Serum, and Dumbledore got out, bent over the man on the floor, and basically made him drink it. Um, Then he pointed his wand at the man's chest and said, renovate. Uh, Crouch's son opened his eyes. His face was slack, his gaze unfocused. Dumbledore knelt before him so their faces were level. Can you hear me? The man's eyes, uh, eyelids flickered. Yes, he muttered. I would like you to tell us, said Dumbledore softly, how you came to be here. How did you escape from Azkaban? Um, so this is Villainsplaining part three. But also, since we have already mentioned Scandal and our resident problem, Amani wrote, or no, you did this. You wrote about Dumbledore and Papa Pope. No, he did. No. No, I did. You did. I'm so hungry. I was going to say, contrary to popular belief, we are not the same person. Uh, <laughs> um, although, I'm pretty much the same as, like, every... Why am I the same person? I'm just, like, I am a mashup of, like, five different... You, um, you're a conundrum wrapped in an enigma. Anyway. Um, That's nice. Uh, Bayana wrote a post about Papa Pope and Dumbledore, and this is very small similarity... But how they just be so calm, and that calmness is so menacing, to be talking quietly and slowly. Like, no thank you. Can you yell at me, please? 
Did you put your name uh, in the goblet of fire? Know, Can you do one, that to me, please? I think the <laughs> I think the one thing that I didn't write in that post is Dumbledore is Papa Pope minus the monologues. Yeah, that's the, the only thing he was missing. Scandal, actually, is the reads really? Way. Yes, because that's the best the part. Because really half good. the time there's no reason for it. Right. Half the time there's no reason for it, and he'd be going all into like how as a black man he's been hurt and like hell and how all this shit his neck be moving and shit and i'm just like yes i don't care what you're saying but i'm here for all of it mm-hmm. i'm on your side and I, and I recognize how great those monologues are but every time he started them and even like there were just a lot of he just does it every and, episode which is why it's a lot yeah but a lot of characters in scandal would monologue and i would just be like the people don't monologue like this in every day and it would just take me out of it like the first time i was like yes and when he did the whole, like, you got to be twice as good to get what? Like, I was like, yes. But then it became just routine. All the time. And I was like, but people don't. Like, if, you, if I was living my life. If you think if of it as, like, a play. At me. <laughs> I would just stop talking. Yeah, in real life, I would have been walked away from Papa Pope. Right. Especially in D.C. It's all sound bites. It's all 30 seconds. <laughs> Suspension of I don't know, man. Gone. Okay, come on. I'm so hungry. Sorry. I okay. Started um, so my, my mother saved me. She knew I was dying. She persuaded my father to rescue me as a last favor to her. He loved her as he had never loved me. He agreed. Ouch. They came to visit me. They gave me a draught of polyjuice potion containing one of my mother's hairs. She took a draught of polyjuice potion containing one of my hairs. We took on each other's appearance. Um, I would, like, there's a difference. I just want to point out, like, the difference between the way that he was talking, um before and the way he's talking now and how like it's the veritaserum changes the way that you kind of tell your story you know what i mean like your the way that you talk and explain what's going on um because at this point he's kind of monotonous like towards the end he gets a little more like extra again um as he gets excited but generally it's very much just like this is i did this then i did this then i did this yeah. um, um i also want to say was is um, interesting compared to the other villain explaining that we had earlier, 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 three villain explains ago, where they uh, mm-hmm. the understanding of your father is just like, but why do we have to suffer because you got daddy issues, man? Like, can you just take that shit to your therapist? Because daddy said shoot. Daddy said shoot. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, like, Sorry. my father loved her as he had never loved me, and therefore I became a Nazi. And honestly, maybe he saw them Nazi tendencies in you, fam, and was like, nah. shit. Ain't messing with that. <laughs> you ain't gonna be a part of my legacy. You know what? Freddie Crouch Sr. is Tywin Lannister. Ooh. Tywin Lannister got killed on the shitter. <laughs> he did. Well, I mean, this dude got turned, into a bone, got turned into a bone. So. I'm just saying there the parallels there. Be better to your kids. Right. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you can hold him to a high standard, but don't hold him to a standard so high that your kids kill you and turn you into a bone or leave you on the crapper. Just walk that fine line. I parenting the point. Parenting one on one in your parenting, where you're like, okay, am I being, am I being demanding, or am I being my kids gonna kill me and humiliate my and desecrate my remains? Uh, yeah. I feel like that line is. Shouldn't it be may funny, be, but it, it is may, a little bit. It may be blurrier than we think, but I feel like it's there. I think it's pretty clear. 
I just. I don't know. A lot of people killing their fam- their fathers and desecrating their remains. I mean, that's true. Voldemort, though, he ain't got no. He didn't even. He's just making up shit about his dad, though. Yeah. Voldemort is so wrong. He's inaccessible. How are you gonna ruin people's lives off of fake news, though? You know nothing, Tom Riddle. Is there not a wizard Snopes? Can we not get a fact check up in here? <laughs> Ruining folks' lives, and you didn't even get like it peer reviewed. You didn't. Nope. Got your whole origin story. He just—he literally made all of that up. Is what happened. Mm. All right. So the adventurers like, are blind. They sensed one healthy and one dying person entering Azkaban. They sensed one healthy, one dying person leaving it. My father smuggled me out, disguised as my mother. In any case, in case any prisoners are watching through, my mother died a short while after in Azkaban. She was careful to drink Polyjuice potion until the end. She was buried under my name and bearing my appearance. Everyone believed her to be me. Like, that is some... Some love. Some un, you talk about the unconditional love of a mother. And like, as much as dude we is talked about... in prison for torturing... Yeah. As much as we talked about, like, the gender roles that J.K. writes on these books, like... The unconditional love, like a mother's love, man, she is. She sticks to that. She sticks to that. Very much. The, uh, one other thing I was going to say is Winky, this whole time, is like, say no more, Master Barty. Say no more. You was getting your father in trouble. Like, she's. I mean, obviously, he can't really control it at this point, but she's very much like, nah, these are your secrets. Like, these are your family secrets. You're not supposed to be, like, telling these things. The man eyes flickered. Man's eyes flickered. And what did your father do with you when he had got you home? Said Dumbledore quietly. Stage my mother's death, a quiet private funeral. That grave is empty. The house elf nursed me back to health. Then I had to be concealed. I had to be controlled. My father had to use a number of spells to subdue me. When I had recovered my strength, I thought of only finding my master, of returning to his service. So again, back, back, way back, like when we see the Pensieve and he's pleading with his father and his mother you know like don't let me go don't let me go like he's totally putting on an act yeah um so there's that like Um, at that point he well i don't know because i think i i said then like he might not have been putting on an act but was radicalized in asking and once his father let him go he lost him forever there's no coming you let me go to ask man there's no coming back from that yeah Um, but see i think that i think in this one like he was he was definitely with Bellatrix and them. Oh yeah. I also think in my like I also think that like he's he seems more to me like a Dudley where I mean, you know, with more of a like again, a Tywin Lannister as a father and not a Vernon. <laughs> well no no no, but I'm saying in terms of like parentage, like I'm like it seems like his mother doted on him very much. Oh, I and I think that he knew that if he were to appeal <laughs> Yeah, but I was but I was more thinking of yes, kind of, except like the mother part doesn't. I mean, Cersei loves her kids, but in terms of like how she treats mm-hmm. her kids, it might be a little different. But I like I feel like his mom probably dotes on him a lot, and see like even just the fact that she was able to convince his father to free him from prison and to let her die um, says a lot that's about a, their family dynamics, that's a whole right? Thing. But it says a lot about their family dynamics, right? Where like 
Barty Crouch Sr. probably didn't have a lot of time for his family because he's trying to rise in the ranks and become Minister of Magic, but he loves his wife a lot. His son is a hot-ass mess and he probably doesn't understand him and they probably get into arguments or whatever. And really the kind of mediator between the two is the mother. And so she's the one who like loves and spoils Barty Crouch Jr. He can do no wrong, whatever. Anything like he's getting in trouble with Barty Crouch Sr. for, she's like, no, nah, go easy on him. It's fine, whatever. So then when you go to the Pensieve scene and she and he's like screaming like, no, don't take me away. Mother, mother, don't let him do this. Because he thinks that in that moment she can be she can convince him, mm-hmm. um, like he has in all the like minor things. And I'm sure there were signs that he was hanging in the wrong crowd and being a Nazi, um, and were probably they were probably ignored. Um, and He's going through a phase. so I think, and I also think that like if that had happened, right? If they had, if Barty Crouch Senior had let him go and like brought him home, then that would have given him an opportunity to leave again and continue to look for Voldemort, right? So I think that's or the other part. Him is that him his saying loved him and he would have he could have but started to maybe try to that. but he could have let him go and yeah. and, and then they get him. home and Barty Crouch Senior is still acting the same, right? Yeah. Um in like I don't know. I, I really do think that like at least in my head and it's not necessarily true, um is that he went he was trying to play that so that he could stay out in order to continue his search for Voldemort because like you see like he wants like he thinks of Voldemort as a father figure which is weird and gross but like that's how he sees him um and so in order for that to be the case he'd have to be around Voldemort for longer than just the year that he's been with him now like that's like that kind of devotion is like it has to have been built from like a longer time Mm -hmm. and dude was young too. So like at a young age, you're more impressionable and all that shit. But this is like a a masterclass in how to radicalize a person. Um, I do want to point out though, this is very strange, but, um, in my book and hopefully in your, or maybe in your book. Um, so it's talking about crouch, took another breath. Um, the man's eyelids flickered, crouch said, and then all of a sudden, um, Dumbledore asked, how did your father subdue you? The imperious person, Moody, said. No, he's no longer Moody. Oh, nope. No, nope, that's you. What does yours say? Nope, it says Crouch. Ah! Crouch. Look at that! Because yours is an old version, right? Right, yeah. Because I'm, I'm still on Bam. I was like, it, it really that's like fine. struck this me. Is... I was like, Moody said. But we already, didn't we already establish that that's not Moody? Mm-hmm. Um, mistakes the imperious curse crouch said i was under my father's control i was forced to wear an invisibility cloak day and night i was always with the house elf she was my keeper and caretaker she pitied me um pitied me sorry she persuaded my father to give me occasional treats rewards for my good behavior um didn't did anyone discover that you were still alive did anyone know except your father and the house elf? Can we also just yes. pause right here for this real quick? Um, mm-hmm. I was always with the house elf. She was my keeper. Um, no, Master Barty, no, stop winking. Did anyone know except you and your, except your father and the house elf? Like, she's right here. Her name is Winky. She's standing yeah, in I... the room. This is some rude ass shit. She exists. It is. I only skipped over that because that's what crouch says yeah. you know sometimes you like 
And I'm not even, I'm not saying it to excuse it at Dumbledore all. I just, it. in my head, the reason I, and, but what I'm saying is the reason in my head why I didn't like clock it is because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. people say something and you just kind of repeat that as opposed to using the proper term for it. Cause you're just like referring back to what they said. If that makes sense. Yeah. I still think he should have said Winky though. Um, yes. Said Crouch. A witch. Does it still say Moody or was it just that time? It just, it says Crouch here. Yeah, it just that one time it says movie. Okay. And I was like, whoa, weird. Okay. <laughs> a witch in my father's office, Bertha Jorkins, she came to the house with papers for my father's signature. He was not at home. Winky showed her inside and returned to the kitchen to me. But Bertha Jorkins, Jorkins heard Winky talking to me. She came to investigate. She heard enough to guess he was hiding under the invisibility cloak. My father arrived home. She confronted him. He put a very powerful memory charm on her to make... <clears throat> to make her forget what he, what she'd found out, too powerful. He said it damaged her memory permanently. He should be an actor. Really? Is that necessary? Right, that's true. But I'm like, you had to do it to the point where her memory was damaged. That seems like because he was it seems it, excessive. It was excessive, and it was because um, and I know happy place or whatever. But when you're going, when you're looking to save yourself, you overreact sometimes, and then you're the cover-up is worse than the crime, hence um, firing the FBI director then gets you in actual trouble as a, like, more, like, when you actually weren't in trouble to begin with or Mm -hmm. were not yet in trouble. Um, I watched a lot of Nixon stuff and Nixon didn't really have anything to do with the burglaries. Well, I mean, he had something to do with it because it was kind of, but anyway, the cover-up is what got him. And that right. cover up is because you want to keep and maintain power. So. Yep. Why is she coming to know in my master's private business, Sob Winky? Why isn't she leaving us be? Which is, I mean, you know, that's not a that's not a bad question. Like, if if there's one thing Winky hates, it's a nosy motherfucker, and that is Harry. But I also think no, it's weird. Or, Winky doesn't think about it in terms of, like, right and wrong. Why is she coming to know that it's none of her business, right? But it is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, like, Winky's not thinking... Right. She's not taking that next leap of, like, someone needed to stop this. And even if your, um, It's your master's business or whatever, but, like, you were... You felt sorry for Barty Crouch Jr. as well. And you were advocating on his behalf as well because it's wrong. Um, not just that he's out when he like should have never been out of prison but also prison should not be asked man it's just so so much layers so many things so many things tell me about the quidditch world cup winky talked my father into it she spent months persuading him i had not left the house for years i had loved quidditch let him go she said he will be in his invisibility cloak he can watch let him smell fresh air for once she said my mother would have wanted it. She told my father that my mother had died to give me freedom. She had not saved me for a, a life of imprisonment. He agreed in the end. It was carefully planned. My father led me and Winky up to the top box early in the day. Winky was to say that she was saving a seat for my father. I was to see, sit there invisible. When everyone had left the box, we could emerge, or we would emerge. Winky would appear to be alone. Nobody would ever know. But Winky didn't know that I was growing stronger. I was starting to fight my father's imperious curse. There were times when I was almost myself again. There were brief periods when I seemed outside his control. It happened there in the top box. It was like waking from a deep sleep. 
I found myself out in the public in the middle of the match. I saw in front of me a wand sticking out of a boy's pocket. I had not been allowed a wand since before Azkaban. I stole it. Winky didn't know. Winky is frightened of heights. She had, she had her face hidden. I don't think he knew it was Harry, and I don't think he cares. I think he just saw a wand and was like, snatched, caught slipping. But also, sticking out of a boy's pocket, like, we gotta find a better place to keep our wand. Yeah. Back pocket is not the place. Yeah. I mean, and Mad Eye in the next book tells us, man, mm-hmm. you gonna blast off your left buttocks. People, we keep like, you don't keep your bad gun idea. in your back pocket. You also don't keep your phone in your back pocket because that's how you break the crack the screen. Come on, people, don't keep stuff of importance <laughs> in the back pocket. Constant um, vigilance. Constant vigilance. Also, though, um, this idea of being in the Imperious Curse. Like, he said, it was like waking up from a deep sleep. I found myself out in public in the middle of the match. Like, he, the, Winky did all of this arguing, like, let him go. He enjoys Quidditch. He needs fresh air. But if he's under the Imperious Curse, he's not experiencing those things. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, like, belabor the point too much, but um, it, she makes the argument, like, her mother, his mother didn't sacrifice herself so that he could just be in in another prison. Um, but that's what all of this was. And what Bridie Crouch Sr. should have done, what Wormtail should have done, was call it quits, pack it up, go move to the woods, live out your life quietly, and, like, give him fresh air and let him be who he is, but far, far away. Go to Albania. We already established how far away Albania is. Move to America. Well, not Albania, because that's where Voldemort well, is. So. Yes, not Albania. But go to America. You have options. Go to Australia. Yeah, go to America. Can't operate. How are you gonna get? You don't have a wand. Find Voldemort. He ain't operating in a while. Like you know, the ocean. But the all these good ideas. The 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 fatal flaw here is not wanting to give up his standing. In at this point too, when he takes Bridecatch, when he takes Junior out of Askman. He knows he's never going to be Minister of Magic. He's already lost that. Like, that's mm-hmm. not... But he couldn't let go of that little bit of power he still had. And prestige and whatever. Right. So you took the wands at Dumbledore. And what did you do with it? We went back to the tent, said Crouch. Then we heard them. We heard the Death Eaters. The ones who had never been to Azkaban. The ones who had never suffered from my master. They had turned their backs on him. They were not enslaved as I was. They were free to seek him, but they did not. They were merely making sport of muggles. The sound of their voices awoke me. My mind was clearer than it had been in years. I was angry. I had the wand. I wanted to attack them for their disloyalty to my master. My father had left the tent. He had gone to free the muggles. Winky was afraid to see me so angry. She used her own brand of magic to bind me to her. She pulled me from the tent, pulled me into the forest, away from the Death Eaters. I tried to hold her back. I wanted to return to the campsite. I wanted to show show those Death Eaters what loyalty to the Dark Lord meant and to punish them for their lack of it, I used the stolen wand to cast the dark mark into the sky. I have a couple of things. The first is like a small thing, but how self magic, how does it work? She bound him to her. That's some shit. With her own brand of magic that they just like don't pay attention to. No. <laughs> They're just like, oh, they got their own magic. It's cool. Whatever. She, like, We're going to ignore it. Go, Seems like a bad idea. To go get in the middle of it. And this little mm-hmm. house elf was like, you coming with me. Ah, you thought. Like, that's impressive. Right. In the middle like, of all that chaos. Winky is probably, like, the size of Aminata. 
If that. So. Right. Other thing I, I had is I wonder what Snape is thinking right now. Never really want to be in his head, but in this moment, it seems mm-hmm. like interesting. When he mentions the Death Eaters, the ones who had never been to Azkaban, the ones who had never suffered from my master, like Snape is standing right there. Right. You know He's what I mean? And like, I know a lot of that. Right, right. Like it would have to be right because it's like he would have like <laughs> he like he 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 means it for him too. But then I also wonder if Crouch recognizes Snape or like because he's kind of out of it and yeah. he's taking the Veritas serum. So then I wonder like if that's even happening because of he's like under the influence of magic and stuff and potions. But I just thought of that when I was reading it this time because like there is a former Death Eater who didn't go to Azkaban like right there. Yeah, um, I also want to point out, and then we should going that this this passage talks about just how broken like how much Azkaban broke him and made him so bitter and embittered to people who did not suffer that same fate you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. if this 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 sentence alone should just be like all right all right close that close that thing up we're done here you know what I mean like and yet just like the house elf magic, it's they're not they're ignoring it. I mean, the the Dementors need souls on which to feed. So, what you gonna do? Put a bunch of deer there. or something. That's mean. That's animal cruelty. But that yeah. I don't know. Take that back. Ministry wizards arrived. They shot stunning spells everywhere. One of the spells came through the trees where Winky and I stood. The bond connecting us was broken. We were both stunned. When Winky was discovered, my father knew I must be nearby. He searched the bushes where he had been, where she had been found and felt me lying there. He waited until the other ministry members had left the forest. He put me back under the imperious curse and took me home. He dismissed Winky. She had failed him. She had let me acquire a wand. She had almost let me escape. So that's one of the other things, right, is that when we see this happen um much earlier man it's like six months ago it seems really harsh because it's like she was afraid she ran she you know what i mean like she wanted she wanted to make sure she wasn't like she's afraid of heights she didn't want to get caught in the crossfire she's tiny she didn't want to get like why are you mad why are you firing her right but really she let him acquire a wand she had almost let me escape like those were the those were the real reasons and like obviously we couldn't know that at the time um, and still, see, Bridie Crouch Sr. still treats her terribly and also shouldn't be owning slaves in the first place. But in terms of, like, her, the reasoning for why he her, fired her, her responsibility. Make sure that mm-hmm. he didn't want to That's not on her. Right. No. So, yeah, but I do think, like, I did want to point that out. We, I'm going to, like, yeah. kind of summarize the next parts because it is, I didn't realize how long this was. Yeah. <laughs> quite long so after that wormtail arrived at the house he after having captured bertha jorkins and taking all of her memories from her and so wormtail is like hey how you doing i'm supposed to be dead you supposed to be dead let's go help the dark lord get his body back fun times and uh barty crouch jr was like i bet and so voldemort conceived of a plan and uh, also, Bertha Jorkins Crouch Sr. under the Imperial. Bertha said, Well, she in? couldn't control that, though. No, I know. But they, they broke her, and she just told them all. Yeah. Which is also Literally Crouch everything. Sr.'s fault, because he messed up her memory. She was already damaged. 
Yeah. Or you just don't invite people to your house when you know you're harboring a fugitive right? there. Maybe just have her drop it off at the office. Right. Just don't invite people to your house anyway because people are people and then they're there. And you have oh, right. And you don't need them in your space. Yeah. For why? Okay, so my father was placed under the imperious curse by my master. Now my father was the one imprisoned, controlled. So this, a smile spreads over Crouch's face at this point. So like, again, like this is kind of when he's kind of getting a bit of feeling in himself. And then he asked whether I was ready to risk everything for him. I was ready. It was my dream, my greatest ambition to serve him, to prove myself to him. And so they find out they need Mad-Eye Moody, Wormtail, and... Crouch go and attack him and then act as if it was a false alarm. And yeah, and then he went to Hogwarts and then Wormtail was, it was his job to care for Crouch Sr. and for Voldemort. And after a while, Crouch Sr. began to fight the Imperious Curse and he was ended up being like, they secluded him to his house as opposed to sending him off. And so forced him to send letters to the ministry instead which is, you know, where Percy comes in. And it was his hand, then, the right? And then uh, he escaped and got to Hogwarts. My father was going to tell Dumbledore everything to confess. He was going to admit he had smuggled me from Azkaban. Um, Voldemort sent word to Crouch Jr. And so he waited and watched using the map that he had taken from Harry. And this is when Dumbledore finds out about the Marauder's map. map. What map is this? Bum, bum, Damn, bum. cold world. This is like, okay. I know that, like, in this moment, it's super important for, like, you know, there's, like, a Nazi who's been trying to kill Harry this whole time. But damn, if that's out of pocket, that, like, Harry's, like, main tool. Snape knows about it now, for real. Like, actually, McGonagall knows about it. Dumbledore, I mean, Dumbledore doesn't give a fuck. But McGonagall and Snape know about it. It's a cold world. Cold. All that rule-breaking. Um, I bet Snape, in the back of his mind, he's like, I know it's not the time, but... Man, last year, when I was getting where the fuck insulted. is Lupin? I need to have some words with him. <laughs> He's super salty in the back, like, okay, rein it in. For a week, I waited for my father to arrive at Hogwarts. At last, the map showed him entering the grounds. I pulled on my invisibility cloak and came to meet him. Then Potter and Crumb came, so I waited, and then Potter left. He said, I could not hurt Potter, my master needed him. Potter ran to get Dumbledore. I stunned Crumb. I will, I killed my father. No, no. Uh, wailed Winky. Hey, look, alliteration. Master Barty, Master Barty, what is you saying? You killed your father, Dumbledore said. What did you do with the body? Carried it into the forest, covered it with the invisibility cloak. I had the map with me. I watched Potter, Potter run into the castle. He met Snape. Dumbledore joined them. I watched Potter bringing Dumbledore out of the castle. I walked back out of the forest, doubled around behind them, went to meet them told Dumbledore Snape had told me where to come. Dumbledore told me to go and look after look for my father. I went back to my father's body, watched the map. When everyone was gone, I transfigured my body. He became a bone. My father's body, sorry. He became a bone. I buried it while wearing the invisibility cloak in the freshly dug earth of the of Hagrid's cabin, which is where the Nifflers were. Aww. Also, is it a coincidence that he transfigured his uh, father into a bone and then Voldemort needed his father's bone mm. to resurrect himself? I think it's called symbolism. Bone of the father. The thuggish, ruggish bone, in fact. <laughs> oh, and Dumbledore says, and tonight, 
I offered to carry the Triwizard Cup into the maze before dinner, turned it into a portkey. My master's plan worked. He has returned to power, and I will be honored beyond. I will be honored by him beyond the dreams of wizards. His in- the insane smile lit his features once more, and his head drooped onto his shoulder as Winky wailed and sobbed at his side. Winky thing wail through all that. So MVP. All that. Dumbledore. Dumbledeezy. Portia also made Dumbledore the MVP for being the exact support that Harry needed and Winky for staying true to her heart. You must be true to your heart. True to your That's heart. when the heavens will part. And baby, shower you with my love. Open your eyes. Okay. Um, tell you no lies. Okay, Deborah also made um, Dumbledeezy the MVP. And Amani could not bring himself to make Double DZ the MVP, so he made Winky the MVP for trying to save her baby's irredeemable soul. Bitched. Barty Crouch Jr. Killing motherfuckers for And the worst. Portia benches all house elf owners and Fudge, also Moody, for slacking on his vigilance. Either you're competent or incompetent, bruh. Mad Eye Moody was not being constantly vigilant. That's. Deborah. Actually, true. True. I feel like we don't he talk about that. He was also double team though. You can be constantly vigilant and be overpowered. By That's a rat true. Bastard. But one of those was I was gonna say one of them was Wormtail though. <laughs> but okay, sure. And a dude who's been imprisoned for, for like ever. fourteen years. So, but okay. Yeah, Portia benches all the house elf owners and Fudge and Moody for not being constantly vigilant. Uh, Deborah benched Fudge and Barty, um, Fudge for incompetence and Barty for falling into the villain's flaming trap. And Amani benches Dumbledore because, of course, um, for being the biggest slave owner in Britain and not talking to Winky when she could have explained this months ago. But Winky wouldn't have said shit because Winky is loyal. And I also, yeah, but also Dumbledore didn't realize that it was Crouch Jr. Yeah, he just that got early. That. He Sam, didn't he know. That, like, dude is a, dude is a ma- evil genius. Like, Come on, fam. Dumbledore so, can't know everything. Also, I know, like, yes, he's a slave owner and all that stuff. That is, a, it's also just a Hogwarts thing, and it's fucked up. But also, I just feel like sometimes you gotta give Dumbledore credit where it's due. He is problematic, right? Of course, all your faves are. But he's also just stunned a motherfucker through the with door. A so door. I just feel like. A in an episode door. Those or a chapter where that happened, that I mean, I'm gonna record your vote because that's your vote. I'm just saying, I disagree. That's all. Life, look at your I'm gonna record it. It's saying. fine. She's saying, look at your life, look at your choices. And we have a shade award, which is great. The shade award goes to Remus for playing Snape for a dummy last book, and it still and it's still being an insult to Snape in this book. Like, way to go! <laughs> you insulted really him funny. two books. It's pretty great in one go. But also, I need to give, it's not a shade award, it's like a special, special recognition, an award for special achievements outside to go above and beyond. Like, I might have benched Barty Crouch Jr., but I also need to, rec- we need to recognize. All the work you put in? Like, straight up, uh, Ollivander. Terrible, but great, but great. Mm-hmm. Like, evil genius, evil for show. But also, genius, for show, for show. And as Barty Crouch Jr. said himself, he did all of that, and Harry was a dummy. Man, man, 
time above and beyond. So thank you for listening. Next week we will discuss chapter 36. It's the penultimate? Yeah. Second to last chapter of this book. So, you know. You know, I'm trying. It took me like forever Um, to grab a and I think I would learn I, it. I said it and I wasn't it, totally sure I was right, but I think I was yeah, like, I think it. it's right. I'm going to just say it. Same anyway, topic. next week we'll be discussing that chapter, The Parting of the Ways. Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Two weeks. No, you have three because you have like this week. And then, yeah, three weeks to get all your votes in. If you need to send me a list, if you need to send me a list, from 1 to 37, or 35 at this point, do that. You can DM me. You can send me an email. My email is available. You can nerds at gmail.com. thread them tweets. Thread the tweets. What's it called? With your team uh, Facebook group. With your team Facebook list. group. girl doing that. She on top of it. You know, like, there are ways. There are ways. And, you know, also on Twitter, at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Can we also, I'm sorry, I know we stopped and we're done, but also my special award of recognition, Portia, our shape queen, just named it the Ollivander Observation Award. Love it. Um, we're going to need That's our real. That's minister a good one. of magical portraiture to make me a, a, a certificate that I can hand out to people. We need a certificate for a shade award um, and an Ollivander observation award. So don't forget, we will be doing a live tweet of the Goblet of Fire movie on July 8th. That's also when the voting for MVP bench uh, closes for the book. So you have to get it by July 8th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. After that, I'm not taking no more votes. So get them all in by that time. Use the hashtag wizard team and HPGOF. Um, after the movie, we will do our last episode of Goblet of Fire, where we recap both the book and the movie and figure out who is the real MVP and benched for the entire book. And Ooh. on July 19th, we are starting Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. It is a lituation. I'm so ready. I'm not ready at all. I'm excited. Like, I love that book. Like, I love that book, but I'm not ready. I'm ready. I'm not. Thank you, guys. Check out all our stuff at blackgirlscreate.org, and we will see you on the internet, and you will hear us next week. On the tubes of nets, on the webs, and the networks, and the worlds and the wides. Yes. Goodbye. (laughs)